What is, what, what's gotten into you, man? What's you just? I'm not dying God. anymore. That's the best thing. Is that the sound of like accomplishment or like uh, perseverance? Is that what perseverance sounds like? To uh, poking the stick at death to keep him away from my door. Back, beasts. Behind me, Satan. Now I'm back. The Man, well, you sound. Was that? Yeah, you sound better. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. just, you know, when we did talk, when you weren't feeling well, God, you, know, you, you sounded. You sound like you trash, right now, man. The thing, I'm going to go out in a fiery flame of high-speed acceleration and yeah. not from the squirts, all right? So that's just <laughs> all right. So, go out, go out uh, what's it say? Go out with a bang, not with a whimper or something like that, you know? Sure. Yeah. Something like that. You want to die like a man. Die like a man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> Uh, welcome to another episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast, episode number, and um, we are doing it for you. Um, we got a lot of news coming at you. Mike, ding, 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 tell them what they want. Yes, let's go ahead and do it, guys. Again, thank you for being here. Of course, that's Miles Hall. Give it to ex- him. Exceptional noises today. Uh, myself, uh, Mike Delashman, on this show, we've got a few things to share with you. First one is that Nissan is pursuing its independence and identity in the boardroom. We're going to cover that. Also, uh, we're going to cover the latest race between many multiple Nissan performance shops to unleash the most horsepower from the new Z's engine. And uh, for a segment like that we like to call Back Alley Chat, we're going to go ahead and get nostalgic regarding Nissan's connection with video games and arcade games. Uh, if you are also a gaming nerd, you're not going to want to miss it. This is the Nissan Nerd Podcast. Let's go ahead and get into it. <laughs> So good yeah. not to be dying. And by the way, <laughs> thank you to all our listeners who put us uh, up with us taking a week delay. Um, I know yeah. uh, this show is completely free, but we owe you everything. Um, <laughs> you get what you pay for, people. No, <laughs> no, but seriously. <laughs> no, it's it was pretty brutal. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Uh-oh. I'm just... uh, that's all I'm going to say. So. I'm glad you're back. By the way, Miles, I was uh, for those of you that are online. I was the one who posted last week saying, "Please allow us, uh, you know, more time." One of us is sick, but I said, "You know, we're not gonna say who because that would be mean." However, I gave a picture. It was, you know, a face out like we normally do, but in my mind, it was supposed. The picture was supposed to give away who was actually sick. It's only if you knew the movie, and this is when I realized that I dated myself by just knowing this movie in general. I don't think anybody got it, honestly, because no one responded and caught on to it. Uh, I don't know. I'll share I'll share it with you guys that are with us right now. Maybe you will get it. Probably not. I'm probably still on my own, honestly. But uh, Yeah, you, you will. And by the way, I, I just want to take a moment to – acknowledge all the people who cared while I was dying out there. Yeah. Uh, namely those people are trying to call and photo bomb or call bomb us right now. Yeah. Um, namely our good friend, uh, Rob Curtis. I'm going to go ahead and throw Ion under the bus who were away actually at Atlanta motors, uh, motor sports park this weekend. 
I think Motorsports right. Park. Yep. Motorsports Park this weekend. Um, safe travels to those fellows um, <laughs> as they uh, travel across the country. I hope nothing yeah. bad happens to them on their travels. And I hope they yep. actually have a good, safe racing weekend. Um, except for Rob Curtis. I kind of hope he blows a tire. Oh. Just, and I, I'm sure he has a spare, but I hope he blows a tire. Just to teach him a lesson not to call me while I'm doing the podcast. But I love Ooh. you, buddy. All right, you guys oh. be careful and be safe. I see what just happened. All right, we're getting – okay, I see what you happened now. Oh, okay. Okay. Are they blowing you up too? Yeah, they're blowing <laughs> me up too. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks. That's how much trying to that's everybody's trolling us. See, this is all the things you don't understand about with the podcast. There's dogs barking outside, people knocking at your door, your buddies are calling you on your phone. It just yeah. It never this ends. This is all about being a live broadcast. But I didn't mean to uh, distract you, Mike. We'll continue <laughs> on with our well-seasoned machine of a podcast that we have here. Yes. Please continue. Not a problem. Again, guys, uh, photo on this thing was Tombstone, which is a, a, a movie from the early 90s. Of course, the character Doc Holliday has tuberculosis. Like, it's terminal, for God's sakes. And I was like, we put your face on it. They can't let everybody know, hey, we're not going to say who's sick. But if you know the movie, you know exactly who's sick. You know that Miles is dying. Yeah, yeah. yeah but anyway. I don't think anybody responded. So I got to keep but my I, 90s I will say this, to though, a minimum. The yeah. nice thing about having explosive liquids flying out from all parts of your body is you lose a lot of weight really quick. I, uh, I don't normally recommend such a thing, but if you're trying to lose some weight quickly, <laughs> I'm just going to say, saying, yeah, I fit into, I, I'm i uh, I'm at my fighting weight right now. We'll you're leave it fighting that. weight. <laughs> you're, just, you're just saying eat, eat some undercooked chicken. Is that what you're saying? Or I, I don't know, know, man. I don't know what happened. Just bad. It's either undercooked chicken or just hanging out with, Kindergartners, man, who just like put their boogers here. Yeah, take this is booger. Mm. That's what the, oh. that's, what, that's that's how I got sick. That's, that's what they say. You know, it's like they they say, uh, you know, you love your kids and you die for them, but they are buckets of disease. It's just like <laughs> they, are, they bring home they are everything. Walking petri dishes. Yes, <laughs> that's it. I'm getting more. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. Moving yes. on with our lives. We've got a lot to cover in this uh, episode. Thank you again, Rob Curtis, for calling. We love you very much. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. Um, you can go ahead and log on live with us, Mr. Curtis, along with the rest of us, and comment like the rest of the crowd through our comments page as we continue to move through the night. Movie go forward. Oh, God. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get into it, Miles. Uh, for you, those of you that are with us online, thank you for being here. Uh, you can go ahead and comment in the comment section at any time. And uh, as we go through these stories for you tonight, we'll go ahead and take a, a pit stop every once in a while, check in with you. Feel free to chime in, and we'll we'll kind of give some highlights to you guys uh, throughout the show. Um, who wants who wants to do the kanpai, man? Is it you or me? You know what? I'll go ahead and do the compi. Don't even worry about it. Just uh, give a salute to those in the Nissan family whom we wish good health and to those we may have lost and be reminded of often. And uh, yeah, there we go. All right, guys, again, join us. <laughs> what you got, compi? Thank you so much. It's right. <sighs> mm. <laughs> a good way to get this thing started, honestly. Yeah, not a problem. So uh, a lot yes. to kind of cover in this episode here. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, my God. Hold on. We've got a Let's... bit of a fan base going. So a bunch of people. Oh, no. All right, Rob, you're live. Apparently, they've been drinking since this afternoon. 
I'm oh no! Sure. Oh no! We, we, you know what? We're gonna get into exactly why they are in Atlanta later yeah, on today we'll get as in well. Here just a little bit. So. Thank you for being with us, dude. Party on, dude. Yeah, you got that kanpai <laughs> going on. Oh, yeah, you really do. All right. <laughs> yeah, they're they're partying down. Good for them. Yeah, Have a good right. time. Let's but, uh, uh, let's get into motorsports. I'm sorry, Nissan news. Uh, again, what we want to do with this segment, what we're trying to do is share with you guys the latest articles from the interwebs regarding Nissan, Infinity, both from their official newsroom and from media outlets at large in general. I've, I think I've got the first article yeah, today. Yeah, go for it. Don't um, I, don't yeah. I. Uh, you actually have a pretty hefty article. Go for it. It was. It was. I got to preface this is that, of course, I, I, I make, I've got my processes now. I know where I search, what to look for, et cetera. And this article here, multiple uh, outlets, same topic. And so it was, it was definitely much a buzzworthy article. That's why we wanted to bring it up tonight. Let me go ahead and share my screen on this. Uh, there we go. All right. Uh, Nissan pushes for its independence. Now, there are multiple sites that reported this. This site that we're looking at is from Teslarati. Dot com. The reason for this site is because all the other ones were like paywalled, man. A lot of them are just financial reports and, uh, you know, your Bloombergs and your Financial Times and whatnot. This one was probably the most credible or the most detailed article um, that I could find without having to pay for it, for God's sake. So, so give them the skinny because oh, there's is... news because there's there, there's a reason why we're, we're bringing up this old stuff because there's quite a bit that we've got to go over but let's let's try to make it streamlined sexy yes. drop it thank you man i am going to do my best on that because it is a very loaded article and yes i'm going to give you a little bit of history lesson and we're going to breeze through this as fast as possible but what essentially saying here is that uh the article explains why the renault nissan alliance um it explains how it came to be uh, how long it's lasted, and kind of where it currently stands. Uh, just a few facts to kind of get you prefaced in the fundamentals of this article, though. Renault currently has a controlling stake in Nissan, 43.4%, with voting shares. Meanwhile, Nissan has also stake in, sorry, Nissan has a stake in Renault as well, but non-voting shares. Uh, this all happened in around 1999, to say the early 2000s, because right around that time, Nissan was having some uh, financial troubles and Renault had come in and kind of with this alliance uh, brought the car brought the car company back uh, to profitability uh, honestly within a few short years which is very very uh, uh, applause worthy you could say it's very credible uh, an honest uh, really good comeback um, let's see here uh, the model that they that this alliance uses was actually very very revolutionary at at its time when it first came out. Honestly, Nissan and Renault were the first company to ever do this. This same model that Nissan and Renault used uh, is now currently used by companies like Daimler Chrysler, uh, the Volkswagen Group. Uh, it's all started with Nissan and Renault. Uh, this alliance that came together. Uh, Part of the financial help that you get, uh, Nissan and Renault are sharing uh, technology, production engines, borrowing, uh, administrative controls like processes and whatnot, all to make each other just benefit equally and to benefit the better themselves as a whole. Uh, so let's just get into what's happening today. It's 20 years later since that first alliance, since this alliance has started. Well, what's happening today is that uh, Nissan is 
now far larger and far more profitable than Renault. Uh, almost double at this point. Uh, Nissan, by the way, is the only manufacturer of the two that's marketed in the U.S. Uh, compared to Renault. They don't sell Renaults in the U.S. Sorry to break it to you people who don't know. Spoiler. Uh, on that one. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, what's important to know is that Renault's stakeholder share in Nissan. Renault has a share in Nissan, and the French government has a role in Renault. So... By osmosis, the French government has somewhat of a uh, say-so or maybe a vote just in general in what the dealings with Nissan. And uh, when you kind of really think over it, there's somewhat of a crisis of identity for Nissan, I think. Uh, just this conflict over control. Uh, the French government over the last couple of years have made a bunch of laws that actually give them more say-so, you could say. So there's this this feeling of crisis identity, uh, identity crisis with Nissan. Uh, honestly, this article explains that 2022, you know, right now, this is not the first time Nissan has raised this topic. It's been happening before, and uh, they've actually threatened to leave the alliance uh, with Renault. Uh, that hasn't happened uh but uh, they are calling for Renault to just reduce the share. They really, what Nissan ultimately wants is the Renault to have a reduced share in Nissan, not a controlling share anymore. They want to, Nissan wants to buy back some of its stock uh, in its own company. I think that's what's going to help give them this better balance in, in business dealings uh, and control, and ultimately, I think, make them happy. That's what it's article essentially saying now whether Renault is going to do this or not do this um, it's unlikely that Renault will step away completely but this article kind of speculates that it yeah you know if they can divest in Nissan a little bit it'd make everybody happy uh, the partnership will likely to continue whether uh, volatile or not but we'll see what happens in the future was that sexy for enough for you, Miles? <laughs> sure. Okay, so we're to that. Now, the whole reason why we're telling everybody everything that's happened up until now is because of why. Well, this kind of ties into the episode that we had, our last episode. I spoke about this documentary that came out regarding the trials and tribulations regarding Carlos Goen. It was a documentary, and we said it from the beginning. It was, it was one-sided is biased. It it came from Gozen himself, um, but uh, what you should need, what you should know, is that this whole alliance was founded and orchestrated by Carlos Gozen as well. And I think that some of the uh, this well, is the reason let's why. Be re- let's be realistic yeah. here. It yeah. was orchestrated by Gozen, but it was probably paid with Nissan dollars. Ooh, ooh. Anyway, yeah. moving on. All right, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, so uh, we obviously got, um, you know, this, we'll call it a potentially one-sided documentary that just came out. Now, this was the one that we talked about last episode. It was yes. through uh, available free through Voodoo, V-U-D-U. Um, it was called Gar- Carlos Goen, The Last Flight, right? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Uh, I actually got a chance to watch it uh, since we last had our, our, our last episode. Really cool stuff, honestly. There was a lot of stock Z32 footage from the factory. So as a Z32 fanboy, I'm just going nuts. I'm like, oh, cool. Check this out. These the last They show the last Z rolling down the line. You know, this this footage, this rare footage uh, you get to see, uh, which is really, really nice. But overall, just to kind of explain it, the video, uh, the documentary, 
it explains Carlos Ghosn's uh, rise, not only in his career, but within Nissan. It, it explains how Gozen has always been seen as an outsider. Uh, that might be biased of some sorts, though. But some examples that make him considered an outsider. One is his nationality. He's not French. He's not Japanese. He's Brazilian, Lebanese, but he's running a French company and a Japanese company. Uh, he had a very, very bold character, which wasn't very typical for a CEO at that time. He Gozen was sort of a uh, a draw for the local tabloids. And, and so uh, it made him somewhat, I, I'm not going to say rock star, but what would you call it? Fodder, you know, for the gossips and the, Faja. for, what's that? His, he was like a Faja. Faja. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're moving along. Either way. So, uh, yeah, it made him a scapegoat. It made him seem, apparently, at least in that documentary, kind of made him a little bit of a scapegoat. Uh, however, uh, there is a second uh, documentary well, coming out. You found that well, one. You want to talk well, about it? Well, yeah, this is one that you were talking about. Oh, I'm going to watch the, vo the voodoo one, and I'm like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I found it, and it's coming out on Netflix. For those that don't know, this kind of has been under the radar, um, but it actually drops on 10:26, so just in a few couple days, just a, a few days. Mm -hmm. um, so it's actually called Fugitive. The Curious Case of Carlos Ghosn. So it's going to be available through Netflix uh, for those that want to check it out. Again, um, I've only seen the trailer of it. Um, for those that want to see it, you can definitely check it out. Actually, it's uh, in Netflix coming soon. It'll actually be there, and the trailer is now available yep. if you want to go in there and check it out or and then put it on part of your watch list and watch that again. We don't know how pro or anti-nissan it may be just want to let you know mike's actually showing have... some video of it here in the background yes 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 it's very interesting because of course this last documentary that we just summarized was an independent documentary it was free on some random channel not a not a major uh network or a major uh uh, streaming channel this one is this is netflix it's one of the biggest streaming channels there is and I think this one's going to get a lot more fire. I feel like it. this is going to be a little more of a balanced documentary being that it's Netflix. I mean, they, they usually um, put some investigative work into those things, not necessarily a, a paid for documentary potential, like um, the one that's available through voodoo. So again, yeah. highly recommend checking it out either way. Um, you know, it's good to be up to date on what's happening with the Nissan news. Um, I don't know. I, I you know, I don't know how much Nissan's involved or how they're going to respond um, to this Netflix video. I mean, they got I, so much else going on, but could it be the I, next Tiger King? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was wondering, like, what's – I'm surprised they didn't, like, film it, like, making a murderer. Like, it was like – he's not a murderer. <laughs> yeah, but I, I was going to say, it's not a it's not a Dahmer movie. Everything that's hot right now, like, on but, Netflix, it's all it's all murder, sci-fi, and just – I don't know. I don't even, yeah. can't even keep up really – and just – Movies that were hot four years ago, and it's just yeah. like it, that's the know. thing, man. Netflix always they have that power that to go not oh, I don't know if you can call it viral, but like they have that draw they to millions of viewers. So millions of people are going to see this and and, and I, make who, a who knows? and and together they'll be able to string together some type of uh, an opinion on on that whole situation. So yeah, it's yeah. curious how it's going to go. We'll obviously cover it. We'll give you our two cents on it um, as it uh, rolls out and once it's available. So it, by the next time we do an episode, 
we're probably going to be covering it um, with some detail and give you a, a little more insight. Um, now, Nissan's got a lot of uh, situations that are going on with news. We're going to try to cover the news here as quickly as possible because we've got let's, a bunch of other stuff we want to go let's about. Let's check but out. Before uh, we do that, we got to yes. check in on our crowd. Let's do um, it. Because we just went into it. Um, give a little shout out to JLE who joined up with us. Hey, guys. Hey, as always, right back at you, Justin. Um, see here, Jeremiah's on with us tonight. Nice. Our Infinity Mechanic Guru. Um, anything you need with a, an Infinity, that's your man right there. Cade Martin's uh, joining us tonight. A Johnny Ringo looks like you've seen a ghost. Why, Johnny Ringo looks like you've seen a ghost. Anyway, moving on. Um, see here, Brad McDon- uh, McDonald joining us all the way from Australia. Uh, hi, boys. Perfect timing today. Just started my lunch break. Makes sense. Why not? <laughs> Kyle Martin on with us here tonight. Matcha tea with soy. So am I. Mm. Brian Settle, who's undoubtedly with uh, Rob Curtis and the rest of the good old boys, um, having a good old time in uh, Z Nationals this weekend, um, saying that he misses us. We miss you too very much. Let me see here. And uh, Terry and Leanne Blounts, uh, what's up? What's right? What's up right back at you? Ion, <laughs> coming straight out of the Nationals. Uh, sup, sup, sup. And Jeremiah, let me see here. Guru, yeah, thanks. But yeah, thanks everybody for joining us here. Um, again, a lot of news, a lot of uh, items that we got to go through tonight. Um, we're going to try to keep it on track as much as possible, not lead you guys into a, a two to three hour episode. Ooh, good load. But uh, going moving forward, so talking about Nissan and everything that they've got going on, they do um, unfortunately have quite a bit going on. Now, it's no uh, surprise with everything that's happening with um, with Russia and the Ukraine as of late. And Mike, give me that steering wheel if you can. Um, that Nissan's had to unfortunately uh, officially make a stance in what they will be doing um, with their um, their stakeholders that they have actually in Russia. So Nissan unfortunately has um, basically put together a sell-off of, if you will, of all their Russian assets for a dollar, basically, as it puts out of the country, um, um, as it all pulls out of the country uh, seven months into the war. Now, a lot of people are getting just the footnote and not understanding what's actually happening. So Nissan obviously is not is one of many companies that have been uh, that unfortunately had step out of the uh, of Russia and their dealings with them. But it's not with without a back door. Now, Nissan is not the first company to do this. Um, Renault, actually, speaking of Renault, um, they had actually uh, done a similar uh, step and sold their interest um, along with Nissan to a company by the name of NAMI, N-A-M-I, um, for reasonably the same amount. Now, it actually, again, left a back door of, uh, with the opportunity to buy back um, their interest uh, within the next six years. Um, so, wow. yeah, so this is not a complete step away, but unfortunately with everything that was happening with restrictions, uh, production delays that were happening in Russia due to the war, the ongoing war, um, it wasn't, it was basically just an albatross on their neck for a while. So they said, <laughs> you know what, let's, and they just had to make that financial decision of, um, you know, 
taking a step away from that and going from there. Now that comes um, with the um, with an unfortunate price tag um, for Nissan, which is roughly about six hundred eighty-six million. You say that uh, so smoothly. Can you say that again, please? Six hundred eighty-six million dollars yeah. that they're kind of temporary flushing away. Well, the- you know, it, it sounds better if you say a hundred billion Japanese. <laughs> Okay, that's better. That's yeah, be- exactly. yeah, that's better. Yeah. So yeah, unfortunately, um, that's been the situation uh, with Nissan. Of course, they have that back door for the six years, along with a few other manufacturers out there. I mean, other companies in the private in the retail sector, like Adidas, had, had stepped out. Uh, food mm. manufacturer Oetker um, was another one that some may or may not know. McDonald's has previously uh, been in the news for pulling out almost 800 restaurants. Uh, in Russia, um, just in March, um, they've been receiving re- a substantial amount of criticism for that too, as well. Now, um, unfortunately, um, you know, McDonald's pulled out something like 62,000 Russian employees, lost jobs. Now, with Nissan, last year's productions um, for the manufacturing plant in St. Petersburg put out about 45,000 vehicles. Um, Nissan's okay. closure here in the uh, here in, or in Russia is going to put something about 2000 employees in Russia, unfortunately out of work. So, but again, okay. that's everything that's going through. Um, no further details on what NAMI is going to be doing with those facilities at this time, but hopefully they'll be able to keep up production and keep those employees uh, moving along. You know, I, I think we're all kind of praying for this thing to yeah. move forward with the Ukraine as quickly as possible, or maybe yeah. just, you know, get, behind us and get back to a, a smoother operation. Maybe Nissan can step back in and, and continue their operations in Russia, but it's hard to say. There's a lot of yeah. <laughs> craziness that we're hearing in the news uh, as of recently, but again, our yeah. prayers go out to everybody uh, in uh, in Russia and the Ukraine. And, yeah. uh, we hope it, that that's it, the thing. It, I think it's important to be, I mean, we're not a political podcast by <laughs> any means, but it's, I mean, you got to understand that not everybody in Russia is pro-war. Just like how nobody in pro America war. is all pro-war. Pro, you know, there there are a lot of people who don't want to be doing what Russia's that their that their home country is doing, and it seems to be a side effect. Obviously, that people who may only want peace are also losing their jobs. So, we, uh, for those reasons, I would be a little empathetic on this whole thing. However, yeah. I do understand what Nissan's doing, and all the other companies they are pulling back uh, as a, as a viewpoint or a stance uh, i think ultimately they have to make a stance and, and then stance, the, the other stance. thing too is they they have to make sure that they're protecting their employees like any good employer you know the chance of war i mean it's usually a big thing that you need to make sure that you're protecting your employees or making sure that you're not creating a um an, uh, a target if you will um if that if uh war should just be all out you know so gotcha um, moving forward, um, now um, you also speaking of wars, not in the actual <laughs> sense. If in that regard, now you nice have a little segue. bit of a different war, a little bit of a power war. This is in a regards power to the new war. Z. Now we've been seeing a lot of media uh, trends about everybody finally getting the new Zs, slamming them, dropping them on my airbags. I mean, they've been doing everything. To this I know car. it's a little crazy. Like some people have been getting the new Z, and I'm like. I'm not saying they're already modifying in the wrong direction, 
but there has been a little bit of that. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the good modifications in the right direction. The, and we're going to talk a little bit like. about a little bit about power wars. Now, Mike, you, we've been covering <laughs> everything that the new Z has been making on these yes. platforms and these tunes. Tell them what they want. Let's talk about it. All right. Of course. Yes. The new Z is coming out. It uh, has been coming out. Um, over the last couple of weeks, uh, months, maybe up to a month uh, recently. And a lot of those new owners are Nissan performance shops all over the country, uh, even in Japan. Previously, we've spoken about some of this, how uh, I think our last episode was Gretti. Gretti, uh, as a performance manufacturer, uh, had their car on a speed ring. They had advertised 474 horsepower, 517 torque. That's the one we saw do 186 miles an hour on the speed ring. Very, very impressive. And it was a, it wasn't like a car that was gutted. It still had an interior. It was, it was this, uh, you know, the ramping up the power, uh, very, very fast. Uh, getting into what's ha what we've seen over the last couple of weeks now. Uh, there's two particular manufacturers that I thought to uh, share. And I'm going to go ahead and share my screen on the first one. This one here, we're talking about AMS Performance. Uh, they are out of, I think, the Chicago area. Uh, AMS Performance has obviously uh, been along for a very, very long time. Amazing work with GTRs, for, uh, for example. Uh, on this one, uh, this was October 5th. So let's say two weeks ago, they had made a claim that uh, they, had, they had broken the 500-wheel horsepower barrier. Uh, with the new Z, uh, they ran uh, 11.43 and a quarter mile. And uh, had a few good pictures. Uh, they kind of go down the list over the products that they used to achieve that much horsepower. Obviously, a tune is involved. Tuning is a bit, <laughs> that's, that's a no-brainer. I think tuning is very, very much involved into achieving these types of numbers. Uh, AMS is the first one that we saw. However, there's another one that the other competitor that we're wanting to talk about is Z1 Motorsports. They have actually had their Z, which uh, they're, I think they're calling the, the new 600Z. Why do they call it 600, you ask? It's because they have been able to break the 600 horsepower barrier. Uh, currently, at least from the last time that I've checked online, is the highest horsepower Z so far. Both of these manufacturers, by the way, have had these cars for less than a week almost less than two weeks before hitting these numbers. It's amazing how fast that they are just attacking this engine, throwing as many mods on it, going just bananas with the tunes, uh, just to the absolute limit with these cars. And so this one here, you see 622 horsepower uh, on the new Z from Z1. Maximum torque uh, they had, had here recorded at 533 uh, maximum torque. Uh, amazing numbers, very, very impressive. Uh, they're saying that, you know, the amount of uh, mods, uh, again, this one was a base model. Essentially, you can what they're saying here, you can get a base model, throw a couple thousand dollars at it. I would say probably, you know, six to ten thousand horsepower or six, six to ten thousand dollars on this car and get 600 horses, which is an amazing uh, amount of power. Uh, now, this was the last one. This is the teaser because we don't know what's going to be happening yet. But after this came out. You see what's happening. It's one, then the other. These two different companies responding to each other sort of uh, subliminally or what's the word? Uh, passively, you know, posting. Uh, after Z1 advertised this number, uh, AMS comes back and they say, do you think we were done? We're just getting started. 
This came two days ago. Now, again, no numbers. There are no claims on this, but they're just showing, hey, this engine's out of the car. They're doing some more mods. Who knows what they're doing? And so this is sort of the to-be-continued mark that we're seeing, this, this back and forth uh, with uh, the new Z and the claim for who has the most power. Um, I'm wondering who's going to blow the first engine, honestly. I mean, that's this is stock, from what I can tell, uh, stock head gaskets, stock bottom end. Um, I think bolt-ons are obviously to the maximum uh, so far. But uh, what do you think, man? Will you have any thoughts on this? You know, I think it's a chess match right now. I know people don't think about that, or they're not even considering that, but I think there's more power to be made. It's not quite at the tipping point, but I guarantee there's a little bit of holdback. Like, everybody's going to be, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> I, I mean, the reality yeah. is the, the, the platform makes the power. I mean, it, it's getting close to the ceiling, in my opinion. Um but I think yeah. uh, I think there's still room to play, but uh, yeah, it, it's uh, this is going to go on for a good while. I would say this is probably going to be up until this time next year, if I had to guess. Well, so, they're going to keep it going. I'm sure you're going to start seeing some you know modified blocks at this point. Who knows? You know, pistons, rods, uh, because they're going to find in doing this, they are going to find the weakest the the weakest link. And then they're going to fix it and then find the next one. That's what R&D is doing. You're trying to just make this thing so bulletproof that you well, just squeeze out let, everything. Let's not say bulletproof and power in the same statement. Let's just call it uh, they're going to be giving the people what they want if they want that. That's true. And that's very, very true, man. A, so there's that. I did have a question for you, though, Miles. And ooh. this was just me thinking about it, which was, you know, again, we spoke about Gretty. Uh, they were one of the first companies that we saw uh, promoting uh, up what, what power this modified platform can can have. And then you obviously now you see those numbers that Gretty originally had uh, being dwarfed by these these other companies. Um, you can you could probably say that Gretty is sort of the the establishment, one of the first companies, uh, especially uh, Japanese companies that uh, have a long long tenure, very very reputable. Achieving that number in the beginning, which we said 474 horses. Now you got these other companies, these American companies coming back with more horsepower in general. I was wondering, do you think any of the Japanese companies uh, become frustrated when they see American companies uh, make more power than they're doing? Or I hate to say comparison because, I mean, I think comparison is a thief of joy, honestly, but it. I'm just curious. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. So you're asking me if you think that I, if you think that I think that Nissan thinks um, that people modifying their cars are is a slap to them, their face, or no, no, maybe, no, 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 or maybe, um, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it at this. And we've talked about this, and we know this for a fact coming from from people that we've talked to in. Uh, with Nissan okay. for the Z for those that don't know um, they designed the car with a tuner mindset uh, when it hits the when it hits the market well what I mean by that is the car for the most part has everything that somebody would want in regards to internally all the uh, all the options all the power that you could potentially want to make now, for a tuner, 
like a, like a, a, um, a lover of tuning, um, mm-hmm. or just say your, your average low grade entry level Z guy. And we're not talking about us, people that are probably, we're talking about people that are just getting into it, like buying the car this weekend and then going there. Mm -hmm. What's the first thing that they're going to want to do? They're going to want to change out the intake. They're going to want to change out the exhaust. They're going to want to change out the wheels and give their own variations of customization. Now, if you actually go back and listen to some of our podcasts, or if you go back and kind of listen to to folks um, talk from Nissan about that, it's why they didn't spend a lot of money putting in development into really high-end exhaust anymore. Because guess what? It's one of the first things that people rip off because they want to customize their vehicles. Yeah. You know? Um, so they're they're making reasonable parts if people want to keep them. But then if you want to take them off, they didn't really go ahead and spend another $1.8 million <laughs> developing that exhaust system. Uh, or that uh, that induction box, you know, because um, well, yeah. that, that's all stuff that that people are going to want to modify a, a, as they move forward with, with owning that vehicle. If you really want to kind of get it and mod it from day one. And there are people that are doing that. So, I remember being being present at some talks be, just between enthusiasts, official and unofficial talks between Z enthusiasts and people who have uh, influence, you know, uh, yeah especially when the Z before anything was released. And one of the comments that stuck out the most to me was make the platform, make the engine robust enough for the aftermarket uh, industry to thrive with it. Maybe Nissan doesn't want to make this. I mean, 400 horsepower, I think is a 400 horsepower should be enough for anybody. Just just say that you would think, but you, think, you know, you but yes. these days with everything, I, I mean, the power wars is, is kind of coming yeah. around again. You know, uh, we oh, no, the Japanese supercar market really didn't get it in the '90s. Um, yeah. I mean, I lived through it, lived through it like it was a war or something. But, <laughs> but um, I mean, I lived through it. But you know, what's happening now is the domestic market is kind of dictating the way that the tuner market of is course. happening. It, what I mean by that is like you know these these demons uh, that are coming out, the coyotes, exorcists, the coyotes. Yeah, yeah, all this yeah. stuff that's coming out. It's it's the on that side of the, you know, the, the car industry for, or yeah. the, the sports car industry, yeah. it's all, it really is just chasing power. Cause that's how people understand. And we're speaking as Americans because this is, <laughs> I think in terms of priorities, I'm sure different yeah. areas of the world. For have all our priorities. Aussie UK folks, this is the world yeah. that we live in. And we're giving you a, an understanding uh, of that, at least yes. from our perspective, this is all opinion. Just it's what a brochure but, reads in terms of zero to sixty. So getting back to it, um, I think that I know I don't think there was a concern with uh, the way Nissan. I think they deliberately did it like this. And then the other thing you have to, nobody really is thinking about this too as well. But in the nineties, supercars, you had the Z that came out, the Super RX Seven, um, the GT Four, you know, uh, MR Two, if you will. So I mean, all those cars that came out, they were just like amazing cars at that time from Japan, their best that they, their best foot that they were putting forward. Yeah. At that time, you know, the, the tuner market really wasn't what it is today. It's a multi-billion dollar industry in the United States. It was a multi-million dollar industry in Japan at that time. And they kind of catered a little bit to it. Um, But, you know, to this, to the point now is 
the world that we live in now and the way that our dollars vote is the way that Nissan's put out that product now. Um, yeah. I do need to backtrack though. Forrest caught me on something and he was right to do so. He go low grade A. And what he means by that is I said that new people that are going out and buying the car now are low grade Z enthusiasts. And I, I apologize. I should just say entry level Z enthusiasts. And what I mean by that is it's the only vehicle that you've explored. It's the only vehicle that you've dipped your toes into in regards to Nissan. Now that may not necessarily true. Some people may have come out from Miatas or Supras or RX sevens, RX eights, you know, um, S two thousands. It's hard to say, but yes, Forrest, you weren't joking. You were being serious. And I uh, completely, but, but, but the point is, but you actually made a pretty valid point that, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And I'll, I, I want to say a quick story here. And Uh-oh. so when I, when I first got my Z 32, obviously we ran the span in the United States from 90 to 96. Um, so when I got my first Z, which wasn't until damn near 2000, because it was the only way I could afford one. It had to wait a while for the for the heat to come down. And mm-hmm. that's when I bought my first one. And then I went to my local Z meeting. And there was no Z that was coming out for a while. Then the 350Z dropped. And then all the old guys, just like with all the S30s, S130s, the 300Z31s, 300Z32s, it was, I just noticed something that was happening. It was a kind of a grumble because the new kid that would come in at that time, you know, smoking his cigarettes with his light up shoes and spiky hair. It's because vaping that, wasn't there yet. Is that vaping wasn't there yet. You yep. know, it was a, uh, it was a little more ravish. I'm trying to think what else was, was, was popping a lock in 2003. Uh, sandstorm. Four. I don't know. Sandstorm. Oh, too, uh, maybe. <laughs> okay. Moving on. All right. We're, we're not going to break out a rave right now. But okay. my point is, you know, uh, 350Z guys made way to the 370Z guys, and we don't see it because we're, we weren't in, we weren't that much into it or didn't have the ownership at that time. But they kind of like rolled an eye to the 370Z owners. Now, 350Z, 370Z owners are going to be rolling an eye to the new Z guys. It hasn't happened yet. There's not enough out there. But when they start hitting the local meets, they start making your local events, hitting your local conventions like Z-Con, Z-Nationals, Branson, whatever. But you're going to start seeing those guys show up and you're just like, Now, I wonder about that. So it's like a level, would you call it a taste? Is it just, that's not not a cringe? I think what it is, is it's a a taste thing. And you know what? To taste, be fair, okay. I see to be mean. fair, in the nineties, we had some of the worst taste. <laughs> APC, we did. You remember we, APC? Uh, neon and, lights and. You know what? We were breaking ground at that time, and I'm gonna go ahead and say, I don't know, bow, and, and I'm gonna do a universal bow, and I'm gonna fall on the sword for everybody who ever put a sticker on a car, for anybody who ever put a, a, a anime picture on a on a <laughs> Nissan. I am falling on that sword. We we messed up, all right? I apologize. <laughs> we screwed up. We put neons underneath our car. Yeah. If you're still doing it, bad on you. But yeah. we were doing it on the ready. Like we, we had, were doing it like it was going out of style. We had wiper blades with two blades. Remember? <laughs> oh, the two blades, baby. I remember the two blades. Yeah, two blades per oh, wiper arm, man. Speaker systems that were just you could barely get in the car. You just every time you put your you were setting them down on twelves. Yeah. You know, we were just 
we were stupid, you know? And guess what? Yeah. It's like your parents talking about the 70s. Oh, yeah. I smoked a lot uh, of things and I did a lot of things that I shouldn't have. Free love. Well, free guess love. what? That was I, our free love generation of Tuner World. Well, but guess what? You know, it was actually in the heyday. It was some of the best stuff. Best magazines, best VHS, DVD <laughs> coverage. I don't care stop, what you say. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. What? We, we what? were making ourselves sound so old, man. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to bow out at this point. But I'm going to say I love right it though, now, man, but yes. if you don't own a VHS player, just for the sake of having VHS, three, mm-hmm. 360 motoring, all that stuff. I, I mm-hmm. the only reason I own a VCR player. I don't. I'm not worried about my kid's birth and all that stuff. <laughs> I only owe it for the for those old VHS tapes. And I swear yeah. to God, that's what it's all about. So, that's what up. I did. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, I do want to say a few things. As you mentioned, yes, I think uh, what's happening right now. Nissan built this engine, essentially knowing that it was going to be a playground for aftermarket enthusiasts, yeah. and they made sure. Yeah. Obviously. The proof is already here. 600 well, horses on a stock and, block. Nissan yeah, did and they, research. and they gave this out to a lot of people. I mean, for those that don't know, a lot of these cars made their way over to specific tuners months before releases. So those guys had a, a, a hand in looking yeah. at those vehicles prior to release. So kudos to them. Um, and then, you know, kudos to them for, for wanting to take on that that um, opportunity for for that. And so, you know, we're seeing that with like Z1 and, and a few of these other folks, and I'll let them chime in if they want to uh, or talk about it or let us know. But uh, uh, yeah. This is one last tangent here, man. Oh, um, tangent. If you compare what's happening right now with even, even, even if you can, I'm not even talking aftermarket. I'm just talking stock performance numbers. Uh, the, uh, Nissan versus, oh, sorry, Z versus Supra, for example. As you, if you were to compare that to the 90s when Z and Supra was also uh, sold at the same time, mm-hmm. there isn't much more of, there isn't much of a gentleman's agreement anymore, would you say? No. That's gone away. That's totally gone away. That, there used to be one, but now it's more like, I wouldn't say the gloves are off, but there is some. Uh, well, some, it, was a, it was a different of a, you know, you had two different, major manufacturers that were breaking into a market with a highly unique um, type of vehicle, a sports car, very limited uh, numbers, high in sale numbers. um, And they weren't selling a lot. So at at that point they were pushing a little bit, but what's happening now is you had just like what happened when the super came out, the Z dropped a little bit later on, kind of that same thing. Super dropped the United States first Z's dropping second. But the difference is the times. What's happening now is um, it's not really about power so much as the Supra kind of did it to them themselves. They, they dropped a Supra that was partially made by somebody else with all somebody else's goodies. Partially. So, yeah, yeah. hey, I'm being nice. More than here. that. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, In case okay. we go to a Toyota podcast a little bit later, <laughs> I'm trying to save that, right? But uh, moving forward, um, for... But Nissan came out with a platform that they specifically listened to their uh, their market. They specifically they listened to a lot of enthusiasts, and um, they went to a lot of folks like ourselves, not not us specifically, but um, you know, to enthusiasts, and they listened to what they want, and they gave it to them. And you know what? Right now, this car is is doing nothing uh, but buzz. So so far, 
everything's looking like uh, like everything that they planned or that they were hoping for. So again, kudos to all our Nissan employees that listen. Kudos to all the Nissan staffing and the marketing folks that have been busting their tail getting these cars out there, especially with limited um, chip shortages and everything that they've been kind of plagued with. Um, they are still kicking tail. And uh, again, Dan Pass, all those guys, um, Casey Kilmer. Um, yeah, I can't say enough. If I'm missing anybody, my apologies. But again, just a kudos to our <laughs> Nissan um, employees. Um, a few things I would, did want to kind of comment on before we go okay. into motorsports here. Yes. Um, a couple people dropped in. Orlando, uh, American companies are all about the V8 engines and now digging into the six-cylinder turbo engines. He's 100% right. Uh, small displacement. That. Yep, I think, smaller precision. I think, there. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think you're going to see a separation in between the big power and people are just going to be willing to pay for that big power displacements. Okay. And now you're going to start seeing the lower displacements, um, you know, chasing that economy that we're – the world that we're living in now. And maybe you're not going to start getting some forced induction out there. But don't forget, boys and girls – EV world is right back there. You know, it's it's clawing to to come to make its way up. So, you know, maybe in the next four to six years, you're going to see a lot of changes. And this is going to be new ground, new market, a new kid at the table, if you will, that's going to be there to potentially take people's money, you know, uh, who want to drive a sports car or think they, they're, they're buying into a sports car or whatever, however you want to take that. So, um, yeah, but... Uh, that's that's a very deep and long-winded um, <laughs> conversation that we're not going to get into tonight because um, we've got other things to cover. Lots. Uh, Cade Martin said, I love Neon, and you'll never stop me. I know we will not. <laughs> um, yes. yes uh, we love yes, Cade. Yes. Not always his style, but we love Was, Cade. Uh... It's saving me. What's the style of sunglasses that he always wears? Uh, he lo- it's those uh, particular uh, Oakleys that uh, – <sighs> that every baseball player on juice in the, the late two thousands was on. <laughs> there you uh, go. Because pit Orlando, vipers, they the are the pit, pit vipers. vipers. That's the ones. Yes. <laughs> um, see PC here. principal looking things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me see here. Yes. The pit vipers, but um, Orlando says, miles, I love you. Yes. I love you too as well. Um, obviously he's talking about, <laughs> um, something else all right no, uh, moving yeah. along um so we got to talk a little bit about about, about motorsports now um for those that have been following the podcast and have been following super gt or updates on the page um we have we are having a stellar stellar year for super gt um and uh mike give me that steering wheel because i am going to share something real quick sure. now in the last few races um, with Nissan, um, we've had just nothing but um, but a really good year with the new Z platforms and even the continuing GTR platforms that are only in the 300. Again, Z, it, the new Z is in the 500 class. GTRs are in the 300 class. Um, all around, Nissan has probably been having one of the best years that we've seen in a really long time. Um, now, the rankings as of as of now are are very good. Um, on the last, and I don't have the um, the last details, but I mean Nissan literally was just kind of coming in first, second, first, second, third, um, all the top rankings. Now currently, right now, um, we have one race left to go 
um, for Super GT. We've done seven races. We have an, it's an eight round series, but we've got one more uh, race to go, round eight. Um, that'll be happening on uh, next month on the fifth and the sixth in Moteji. Um, and then uh, that's it. That is the season. But I can tell you right now where I think it's already going to last, uh, where it's going to land. Now, as far as uh, rankings right now, the uh, uh, it's looking really good for Nissan to be on top of that. Now, for team rankings, um, we've got uh, Team Impul and then the Craftsworks. Uh, Craft Sports is actually in the number three car, um, NDDP Racing. Um, they are actually number one position right now for team ranking. Um, team Impul, Casonic Impul, if you will, one of my favorite teams. Um, car number 12 is in uh, second place. Um, third place is the Estemo NSX. And then a few places down, we've got um, in seventh place, car number 23, um, the Nisno Motul car um, is actually sitting in seventh place. So again, um, it's going to be a heck of a year um, for uh, for Nissan. Nissan's even doing great in the 300 class with the Gainer uh, car number 10 um, sitting right there in um, in third place. And then, of course, in fifth place with the number 11 vehicle. So quite honestly, I think this is going to be one of those years that Nissan's going to use for a very good promote uh, promotion year. And you know, me and Mike talked about before the even the Super GT series began this year. And as they were this vehicle behind me, this test vehicle, they were starting to get it out there for testing. And they said that it was just handling better. They said it was driving faster than anything else that they had previously had. Um, you know, it, it's a testament to that. Nissan put their, their foot forward in yep. the motorsports industry, uh, in the motorsport series for, for Super GT. And it's paying out dividends for them. They are there's no way that they're not going to be placing well this year, unless just an absolute horrible situation. This next uh, series, which is not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, uh, I think I think they've done a hell of a good um, race uh, for the last year. And uh, for those that haven't watched up until uh, as of recently, go back and watch those. There's some really good races uh, we have some of the links available through the uh, nissan nerd uh, podcast facebook page um and you can watch some of those races and they are just amazing um great um great uh great give and take um so but mm. kudos so cool man yeah, we're almost winding down on the G Super GT season pretty soon here it's gonna be winter time man we're not gonna have much to report on except for pr going to be a little uh, different season coming up man i hope uh obviously like you said nissan uh teams look to be uh on schedule to be having some uh, some really good wins well i i mean let's talk about next race season obviously we'll have super gt nissan's coming hard for formula e we're going to have nissan um we'll have the nissan Centro cup that's going to be uh, probably coming out again. We're definitely going to be covering that. And then, of course, we're going to be covering uh, the Rebel Rally, um, which actually just ended recently. But yes. if Nissan's going to be getting into that, we're going to be covering that again. Uh, you want to talk, speaking of that, it just ended. You want to talk yes. a little bit about the Rebel Rally? Let's go ahead and do that. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, in the last episode, uh, this uh, th this competition is somewhat of a grassroots level uh, competition for those who don't know uh, the Rebel Rally is an all-woman competition. It spans eight days, happens once a year, uh, and this competition is a, about a 1,500-mile uh, stretch of um, 
uh, drive across uh, various challenging terrains across the, in this case, across the Nevada desert and the California desert. Uh, it's not a race for speed, but more of an event based on the uh, elements of hidden checkpoints, uh, 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 time. Uh, Actually, give me the steering wheel. Parts. I'll run the video in the background. Oh, Let's cool. Hear. Let's do that. And uh, now the, the challenge is also for distance, but they're using, you got to understand, they're not using GPS. They're not using cell phones. It is all with traditional tools. So in this case, maps, compass, uh, roadbook, etc. So it, not only is it a game or a competition for uh, just getting to your next checkpoint, but also a game of survival. I know last time we talked about this, there was multiple... Uh, you, you see uh, examples of you know tie, getting stuck in the sand or a tire going flat. Uh, you have to handle those challenges you know, each day, each each uh, stage of this competition. Yeah, no electronics, and they, this no is all being done with maps and uh, yep. and compasses. I mean, it's <laughs> it's intense. It is um, just watching them do that, and then uh, some of the photos that have been coming out for the last year or two, like yeah. uh, this uh, this location, this Roy's Motel. Some great shots. I don't know who's shooting all this, <laughs> Dude, but um, they are they're giving some great shots um, year after year, and and we've been following it um, and following yeah. their Instagram pages for for uh, the the Couple Nissan years. team that we had. Now yeah. there, again, there was a Nissan entry this year, uh, Mike. Yes, yes, and that's the reason why we're reporting it, right? This this event allows all makes and models, but the reason why we're reporting it is because uh, there is a team specifically that does have the uh, latest Nissan uh, vehicles. Uh, I would assume this is somewhat. Actually, you look at the. T I've got a picture here. They've got dealer tags, so there is a Nissan influence. Uh, we're talking about Team Wild Grace. Uh, we've spoken about them before. The team itself uh, it consists of Lynn Woodward and Sedona Blinson. Uh, this year, they brought with them a 2023 Nissan Pathfinder. Uh, it was competing in the X-Cross class. So what that means is that it is a two-wheel drive and or all-wheel drive vehicle, not a traditional 4x4 that might have a transfer case, uh, multiple, you know, high-low. It didn't have a high-load mode with its four-wheel drive. It's uh, uh, more, more uh, I guess you might say, common of some sorts. Um, I do have a picture. Ah, this video is so nice. Okay, I'm gonna share my screen if that's all right. Yeah, go ahead. Let's go for it. Uh, this is the team themselves here. This is the Pathfinder that they used in the competition. Uh, we're looking here. It was a seven-day stage. Uh, great news to report about the team. Out of the eight entries in the class. Team Wild Grace in the 2023 Nissan Pathfinder. Rock Creek Edition, by the way, scored 80% of points, a total of 1338, which brought them into second place for this year's competition. So Nissan competed second and finished second uh, in this competition. So I want to give good uh, celebration and props to them uh, for, for uh, finishing at such high a position. Now, for the team themselves... Uh, Lynn and Sedona. This is their seventh time entering this race yep. uh, as a team. Uh, last year, we covered the same uh, team. At that time, they had the new uh, Nissan Frontier. Frontier. And that, was the one, that was the one with the livery. They had like the hard body livery that they yeah, the, used. It uh, was really it, nice. You know, what's crazy is once that race was done, it went on tour to like, 
I don't know, maybe SEMA or I can't remember where it kind of made its way to, but they just left all the dust on it. And then they just took it on this grand road tour, which is to me, super cool. Um, You know, they, and the photos that came out of that year were were great as well. But again, you know, uh, I was thinking originally when they were doing this, I was thinking the Araya was going to be the car that they were going to get this year. But um, I would think that's going to be the bad boy next year. Maybe. I think so too. Well, it comes down to the. Uh, there are multiple barriers that EV has yet to really get into, and I, we yeah. talked about one in the past as well, though. But I would love to see, yes, uh, Nissan's new EV compete yeah. in this. It'd obviously be a modified version. By the way, I should mention this: the Pathfinder that they used in this competition was uh, what they call the stock class. They called it bone stock, bone stock class, which to me, it's, I don't know what the difference is between stock and bone stock, but I mean, that's, that's just what it is. But uh, you could say from this stock form, it competed in second, uh, which was very, very impressive uh, on this. So yeah, next year, who knows? Maybe Nissan's got some, uh, some R&D in place to, uh, to bring out the, uh, the new Aria uh, into the Shrabelle rally. So very, very excited for them. Want to give them their props. And uh, this time next year, we'll be doing the same thing, covering uh, their progress and uh, possibly other teams as well. This has been the main team that we've been following. There are some others that are um, sometimes using, you know, I think last time we talked about one team that was using like a 15-year-old Xterra, which is really, really cool. I wonder if uh, they'll be doing the same thing uh, next year. So we'll cover more teams in the future. Yeah, I would definitely like to see Nissan's hand in in that a little bit more. I'd like to see them try to do something, maybe some independence. That'd be cool. Um, you know, just yeah. to be able to see some other folks that are out there uh, put together something, but yeah, um, it, it's just, honestly, I'm excited because originally at the beginning of this whole pandemic, we knew that Nissan was going to be scaling back for motorsports, but here they are, you know, it didn't la- it didn't take that long, but now they're spring springing back and we're going to see that now for those that are listening of influence with Nissan, if you can get together like a, Z-Spec class and just kind of make that happen. That'd be great. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, just, or maybe take some of the new Frontiers and just kind of, I don't know, run them up Moab or something. <laughs> That'd be pretty badass. Or, you know, Baja 1000, I'm just saying. Anyway, but um, are you yeah. the guy that are you the guy who like shyly walks into an executive meeting and speaks behind the ear of the, the CEO? You know what I mean? Like he's given a presentation and he's like, hey, um, I know you're busy and all, but you know, if you could just, <laughs> it's going to be like that. You want to be uh, in Baja 1000 this year? Do it, Baja 1000. Do it. You can do Jesus it. Jesus Christ, man. But anyway, we'll see if anything comes of that. But yes, I, I do hope that we see uh, Nissan's footprint in more motorsports um, or more spec stuff. That'd be great. Um, just yes. like they're doing in Canada. So again, we'll continue on yes. with the motorsports. It's going to get a little dry here, uh, but we're going to keep giving you every little thing we can. If we yes. if we have to start reporting on Soapbox Derby and it's got a Nissan badge on it, we're going to give it to you folks. Come hell or high water. We're going to have some report. high water. Yeah. If there's a Nissan running, we're going to give it to you. We're going to find right? it and we're going to report it. We're going to find it. Whether you like it or not. It. Yeah. Now, yeah. on that note, um, I did want to report on something that we've, we've touched on a few times, but I recently didn't get a lot of information on. I, I was really intrigued with it. And I, um, I really wanted to give it its, um, its justice of reporting on it. Um, and, um, 
it's something called the Nissan Challenge. Um, and we've talked about this once or twice before, but we just didn't get a lot of information on it because quite honestly, they were just, uh, they had information that's out there, but they kind of had their own uh, world that they existed in. And Mike, uh, let me share that steering wheel. Take the steering sure. wheel from you. But um, this is actually uh, the Nissan Challenge. Um, it's actually happened for the last few years. And our goal is eventually to have some folks on from that. Um, maybe some of the event organizers, um, a Mr. Lee that we might have on uh, here within the next few episodes, or maybe our good friend Charles Parks, uh, Power Tricks, um, come on as he's uh, been uh, involved in this event a very long period of time. Um, so again, um, currently right now, we are through round six of the Nissan Challenge. Um, you know, I don't have a little, I don't have a lot of details about standings or who may have won the last places. Um, of course, we can get that as we start to get a little more information, a little more detail. Um, I do know that they have two more rounds um, out of this eight round series. Uh, round seven, November 20th in Chuckwalla, and round eight, December 11th. Um, at the streets. I'm assuming that's the streets of Willow. Willow. But again, uh, we'll go from there. I'm pretty sure it's the streets of Willow. All my photos that I previously have seen um, have been of that. Now, I'm for those that don't know, why would I just show you a page with the schedule? Of course, I'm not. I want to show you some photos uh, previous of the last few years. Um, right here is our uh, good friend Charles Park, Charles Parks, who we've known for many, many years um, in his GTR, who, which is actually uh, one of the cars that competes. And then just a, a lot of good Instagram coverage and some really good photos. Um, so again, if you're not a, uh, if you're on Instagram, type in Nissan Challenge all together and you'll uh, be on, you can follow them and get all their updated information. Um, here's actually a photo of Charles flying right there. <laughs> and, um, and go ahead. Oh, this is a, this race, all these races are in California. This is a West mm -hmm. coast. This event is a California said, based, yeah. um, okay. event. I do apologize. Yeah, it's, it's a California based event, but I do have to say <laughs> it looks like a lot of fun. I mean, these guys are coming out strong. But again, um, for those that want to check it out, um, you can do that at Nissan Challenge uh, through the Insta through their Instagram page. They have a Facebook page. You can continue to follow as well. They've got two more rounds. Uh, we hope that they'll continue to um, take a lot of photos, uh, keep everybody updated, really get rankings. Uh, that would be kind of cool. And, um, and then again, uh, for those that want to compete, uh, maybe for the next rounds, you can check that out at Speed Ventures. Um, as well, um, or you can uh, continue to follow the page and sign up for the upcoming next year when they open up registration. So, cool, cool, man, good, good coverage. We we haven't covered that one enough. We need to definitely make that. No, we didn't have a lot events. of information. So, but again, yeah. I'm sure now that we're kind of putting it out there that we're interested in that, you yeah. know, we'd like to get more information. I. I I think we'll probably see a little bit more and I'm going to do my best to try to give you as much coverage as I can, because you know what? It's a Nissan based challenge event. We need to support it. Anything like our community. If we expect our community to be strong, we have to make sure that we're supporting um, all of our events uh, of note. So again, um, JLE actually commented in, he goes, most of those cars are running power tricks, coilovers, Charles, Par <laughs> Charles, it's power tricks um is that r35 that is correct yes shameless yes. plug for charles that's four times i plugged you charles if i don't get you on this freaking show you owe me or at least i owe it i get an extremely 
discounted set of coilovers. <laughs> That's what we do it, folks. You. We do it for our own personal gain. I'm talking <laughs> friends and family prices, Charles. But again, uh, for those that don't know, Charles actually does sell some um, pretty significant, pretty good um, suspension equipment. Um, I have uh, actually have a set of their coilovers on one of my Z32s. Um, mm-hmm. that I actually quite enjoy. Um, so uh, George Oslinger, um, uh commented here a little bit earlier. He goes, yo, boys, uh, you talking new Z, and here I am loading another Z32. Um, talking to several de- dealers today for a new Z, but all want $25,000 over MSRP, yeah. even for new yeah. sport trims. I know, but that's the I... whole point. We've talked about this reason why is that dealer wants to keep it in the showroom so people can know what the freaking car looks like because there's not enough Z's to go around. I mean, it's going to be like that probably for the next six to eight months. So just be patient, pump yeah. the brakes, and eventually you will get one of the cars, George. I promise. Just get out there and buy one, son. Well, Mike. well here, two things. Two things I want to mention about that, too, is that uh, manual – I think as of right now, the new Z is at a stop sale because both the manual transmission and automatic transmissions have recalls that are currently being – uh, addressed right now. That's one thing, but also I have heard some good stories, honestly, about dealerships uh, when they were allowed to sell, <laughs> having a rather modest markup. Not a still a markup, nonetheless, but it was maybe a couple of thousand, not tens of thousands. But uh, it's all about searching. You got to do just be relentless in your search, and sure enough, you're gonna find a town in the middle of some state or part of the country that just they would just love to sell something and yeah just give be, it a little bit of, I, honestly i just think you just need to get over the hype of of everything that's happening and then of course the vehicle and the, uh, the vehicle shortages um you know everybody's kind of going through it you know i'm in the auto insurance industry and chip shortages aren't necessarily uh, aren't only affecting vehicles they're also affecting what we call the after uh, oem and aftermarket supply lines so not necessarily aftermarket but oem supply lines so i'll give you an example like some guy gets into an accident with a two-year-old infinity uh whatever it may be um that part that he may be putting out maybe on national back order because they've halted the production of that vehicle because they've limited to originally they had a plan of making a 60,000 production for that unit. They've actually trimmed it down to say 15 or 20,000. And when they're done with the production line and Mike, you can attest to this. Usually what they do is for a few weeks after that, they're just still continuing to stamp out parts and make parts that they're going to be shelving for, for the, uh, for, for dealers to have when vehicles yes. are involved in wrecks or, or, you know, yep. people may blow out headlamps or, or liners or brackets. Yes. Here you go. But they, they do that production for that time period, but those productions are so short, they're actually shortening the parts as well. So national, what we call national back orders for parts are a very real thing. And it's not necessarily with Nissan. This is everybody from BMW to Porsche to Ford to G. It doesn't matter who they are. Everybody's feeling the pinch right now. Luckily, there's companies yeah. right now like Bosch is one of them. They just invested, what was it? two billion dollars i think mike we covered it we covered it like five episodes ago where they were actually um dumping two b billion um or something like that into um chip um production because they're trying to help get the market up to speed on that i'm sure they're going to be charging a premium for it but needless to say they're trying to catch that market up and trying to help out where they can and uh, fill that void and go ahead 
on that at all here. Um, I think another thing too is that yes, not only are car manufacturing plants building for, just to produce building parts, not only to put them into a vehicle that they'll eventually sell, but yes, the orders that they're getting not only are for the vehicles but also for individual parts. So they have. Uh, invoices and job orders just to sell a fender, a set of fenders to who knows some warehouse or some dealership in general. For that reason, for body part, um, uh, dealerships body part get, are usually getting priority. Dealerships shops. and, and yeah. online vendors are getting uh, are usually going to get your priority, and then yep. also uh, back orders. They're still trying to fill back orders for a lot of stuff. But sure, all right, I'm not going to get on my sure high horse about everything that's happening in my world <laughs> outside of the Nissan Nerd podcast. Yes, but yeah, just so be. Uh, I guess my note on that one is continue to be patient for models coming out, parts that are coming out. If you're just there beating your uh, your parts dealer down for for stuff. Try to be patient. Understand stuff's <laughs> stuff's on back order just all around. Um, gotcha. Now um, that's everything that I kind of wanted to cover with motorsports. I think we're completely done with it at this point. Yep. Now um, we had talked a little bit about a um, um, just kind of going into you know we haven't done a shut up and take my money in a hot minute. It's been a minute. It really has been, and I. A lot of couple, a few things have come out in the last couple of weeks that, yeah. uh, you know, I've tried to sit on and just wait until the right time. And, things that you should buy. Yeah. So this is a, a shut up and take my money. We haven't done one in a good while. Considering we're getting into the commercial epicenter of the year, when you have to start buying crap, we will start telling Holiday you everything season. that yes, you need to buy. Yes. Yes, to uh, for yourselves for the Z enthusiast or the Nissan enthusiast in your life, you should Aww. listen to the Nissan Nerd podcast. So tell your wives to start exactly listening what to they the show. Your wives, wives, girlfriends, the show. significant others, tell them start listening to the show because we're going to give them all the goods. Tell your side piece to go ahead and tell watch the Nissan Nerd podcast because you side know you piece. want this, you want this merch. For tell sure. your side piece, live in peace, <laughs> watch the show. All right. Uh, shut up. Take my money. Mike, uh, you found an actually really cool one. We both did, but I did. Yes. I'll, I, I, I'm going to go first. Is that oh. okay? Or what yeah, are you go thinking? First, go first. Go first. Go first. All right. So this one came out and it's not very, it's not very often that I look at this. And I'm like, there's no reason not to have this product. It, at least for me, it's, it's hugely sentimental. Uh, it's very, very cool. Very limited. I would imagine as well. So I'll share my screen on this. And uh, what you're looking at here is, for those who don't know who Toshio Yamash Yamashida, uh, Yamashida, what we call Yamasan, uh, he is the designer of the Z32 300ZX, and uh, recently was it back in 2014? It's kind of sort of when we were found the the, per the gentleman uh, responsible for design of the Z32. Yeah. As since then has he's a rock star, man. He yeah. And, and for and those that want a Nissan little more community. backstory on on Yama and and how he basically just kind of re-came back into popularity, um, go back and listen to our episode with uh, uh, Bernie Bilski, um, Hugo Bernie as we call him. Um, that was actually a great episode where we talked about um, you know his how basically he went. Him and a, a few other folks, uh, Adam uh, uh, as well, uh, Adam Clater, um, and a few other folks took the initiative to find uh, Yama um, after all these years and let him know that there was a, a huge amount of people that 
were interested in in um, in his designs and and just had a love for everything that he'd had his hand in in Nissan in all those years. And it's a great story. Uh, believe it or not, we actually probably have to get Bernie on because uh, for more sh- for more stories because he just has a ton of stories when it comes to Yama and everything that's happening in the Z thirty two world. But yep. needless to say. Um, Yama um, designed his own yes. shirt, as you found out, right? Yes, yes. So as he writes here, a personal message from Yama-san, we say here, he's designed his T-shirt for the first time in his life, wearing his own design, which is inspired by the headlamps of the Z32 with the image of Mount Fuji, representing Japan original. It also has my signature on the back, which is unparalleled. The racing stripe <laughs> creates a sense of quiet driving. And like the Z32 design, I'm happy with its design. Uh, if I am happy if the design is new and advanced without being uh, showy, he says. Uh, I hope it will be a sophisticated and special piece that will blend uh, with your lifestyle. I will definitely wear it when I, see, when I meet you all. Uh, very, very cool. Uh, yeah. Again, a few pictures here. I see two colors. You got a gray, light gray color. And this and shirt this was uh, was in conjunction with uh, Motor Magazine, um, yes. which uh, our Marita-san, who's a really good friend of ours, um, yep. who's done some of the, to, to me, some of the best Z magazines that you could ever get um, back in the 90s and the 2000s. If you, don't, if you don't know those already, go back, buy them through Motor Magazine. Uh, but again, um, he did this uh, T-shirt in conjunction with them, so I want to make sure we give them their due diligence, their uh, yes. due respect. So where you can find this T-shirt for sale, and we'll put this link in the show notes. We're going to click on this right now. It is a Japanese website, so uh, there will need to be some translation. Uh, typically, I would imagine to get this, uh, tr- you can run a translator. Made. You can, yeah, you yes. can run a translator yes. through it and then pay for it and move forward. But this is uh, Motor Magazine's uh, website. They have. And, and to the left, you can, and I'm, I'm not going to still focus here, but too much, yeah. but, um, but the Skyline GTR magazine, the story of the Z, there's actually a few books that he's put out. Um, those are some of the best reads. Um, and as far as um, black and white background photos, you're not going to get that through anything else. But again, for those that don't know, um, I would definitely uh, try to go to the site, get yourself a translator. Um, um, well, not a translator person, but, but run a translator well, through it. Yes. And you uh, can actually buy these and the shirts are actually very affordable at the yen uh, that it is right now. Now's a good time. The yen yes. pricing is actually, uh, very pretty, much in our favor is very much Honestly. in our favor. So yes, again, if you want to be a baller at your next car event, or you want yeah. to be a baller at ZCon or a baller anywhere you go, you got to get your hands on that shirt. I'm actually, uh. I've been eyeballing it here too as well, but Mike's hasn't translated his Japanese yet. So, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking a- at it here. Just to let you guys know, uh, the price seven thousand nine hundred and fifty yen. That comes out to about fifty three dollars for this shirt. I don't believe it includes uh, shipping, which I'm shipping. sure will be extra. One, dude, a, a limited once in a lifetime shirt. I'd be who down for it's that. coming yeah. from? The guy who built, who designed the car you know and love, also designed this shirt. It's 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 a it's one of those shirts that after you're done wearing it for a million years, you're going to, you know, hang it on the wall or, you know what I mean? Something like that. So, uh, I, yeah, that's definitely like a, like you retired after a while. And that's, uh, <laughs> that's what it is. I think it's baller, but I love it. I love silly, it. So. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, man? What did you have, um, to, to share? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. No, okay, actually, um, 
You know, as of late, uh, we went to Branson, I think it was Zcon, and I've just started getting, and maybe because I'm kind of dealing with this right now, I've been getting into like restoration stuff, like, uh, you know, finding parts that are, re- uh, that are available out there for restoration. And um, as of late, um, you know, I, I, I was kind of looking for, for S30 stuff for folks uh, that are out there. And I, I found um, replacement tanks um, for, for folks that are out there that I thought were pretty damn cool. Um, so I wanted to kind of take a moment to share it. Um, give me the steering wheel, Mike. But um, this is one of them. Um, I actually, they kind of just popped up on my radar in the last few days. Now, uh, this is uh, from a company called Vintage Tank Solutions. And what they're doing is they're actually making a, um, a poly fuel tank that's uh, retrofit um, to fit into your vehicle. Um, and it's very cool because before this, you were either uh, POR-ing your, uh, your prior tank and just sealing it up. Um, yeah. Or you were just, you know, fuel selling it, which is, isn't always the safest measure to go with. Of course, these come with a pretty hefty price tag. But I will say, though, you're not going to be running into all the issues that we're having with the world that we live in in regards to gas. Um, and unfortunately, with all the, um, what is it, the ethanol that separates out from the fuel that's causing all the problems for injectors and um, really carbureted oh. engines. Um, so this is out there. Now, um, I've just, I've been looking at them over the last few days and I have to say, uh, I, I really think they did a darn good job with them. Um, and, I, um, yes, sir. Yeah, I remember uh, up until very recently that, yeah, reproduction tanks for the S30 chassis has been, haven't exactly been offered before. You said this one is, it's it's not a steel tank like, like stock. You said it's a, a, a composite material is it is a complete um composite uh tank and that's and that's very much like what new tanks are like these days right correct yeah exactly and you know that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand it's just uh you're basically updating your your vehicle now there's there's a few little bonuses for this uh for this unit um for one it's um it's cross-linked uh polyethylene um so it's extremely strong um it's lightweight um, it's actually a one-piece designed. There's no seals anywhere around it. Um, so you don't really have the potential for fuel leaking in a, maybe a traditional tank that's uh, sealed or crimped over, if you will, and sealed. Okay. Um, now, this is basically nine pounds. Um, obviously, you're, you're losing some, some weightage with this. Weight savings. Okay. So versus 20 pounds. Um, some may be, not be as Every passionate as weight savings yeah. as I am. But OEM, yeah, you're looking at uh, 20 pounds. Um, it is a pretty strong, thick-walled construction, um, and it's basically it's going to be able to take anything with gasoline and ethanol. So really, your daily driver, long term, this might be the way to go for you. Um, and it's got an internal baffle wall um, to reduce f- um, fuel slosh, which is a big deal. Oh, now wow. the thing that a lot of people don't understand uh, or they're not realizing yet is on this top piece. This is actually set up as well to be able to take um, all your alternative um, fuel delivery systems. What I mean oh. by that is if you're going to be dropping in like a drop-in, if you want to go traditional with a, um, a bobber, you know, go that route, or if you're yeah. going to go fuel injected, this might be the way to go for that, for that stuff. Um, I'm going to continue to share something. 
Um, and the site really doesn't do it justice because the Facebook page really, to me, has all the updates. I'm going to do one more share real quick. Yeah. One second. And then I want to share this. Let me share out this. Give me that again. Sure. Process. Now, this is actually uh, one of their tanks uh, with a top mount. Okay. And they just wholesaled it. Oh, wow. That's, you know, again, it's it's modern technology on an older chassis. It's lighter. And I imagine... That's in that's in, in tank right there. Whenever I hear somebody say, oh, I want to reline... I have to reline my tank. They're typically not... I mean, you can, I mean, for anybody who's ever relines, it's not the hardest thing in the world and you definitely can do it, but it's always one of those things in the back of your mind. Is it going to leak again? Is it going to cause me a problem again? But (laughs) you know, you might get a year or two out of it, but you know, and POR uh, systems, I mean, they range from like 60 to 150, 200 bucks. You can professionally have it done for like 300 for the lining inside. But it's the, the, the problem really kind of comes down to is the fuel and the world that we live in now um, and the fuel that we're putting in our vehicles now. It's just fuel is going to be continued to be watered down or additives are going to be added in because with smog and everything else that's happening right now. I mean, you know, one of those things for our folks listening in California, they can kind of attest to it. They don't have the same gas as the rest of the country. So for some people, they're always like, why is, why is California gas so much different in pricing due to the United States? Now, some of that is related that they actually pay a higher uh, fee. Actually, I think I, when I did the math, it was like, and, and I, I recently I was listening to a fortune topic about this. And it was like, they can attest to about 45 cents to 85 cents of their actual gas increase out of their $2, whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. is due to their emissions. Uh, they're, they're trying to push their gas level at another level. They're trying to I- Im- increase the efficiency or the, the emissions um, of their fuel. The other part about that is, too, is I also think that maybe there's something about greedy gas companies trying to make up their offset for, for <laughs> having to retrofit all their, all their um, refineries. But that's just me talking. But... We're not sponsored by <laughs> Shell or anybody else out there. But getting back to the point of this um, is that, you know, products are starting to come out that are like this, that give make those options available for folks. So, again, just something that I thought that was pretty damn cool. Um, now, not to be undersold, I, I do want to steal the um, I want to steal steering wheel one more time, Mike. Now, sure. for those that are looking to go more traditional, there are avenues out there f- for you if you truly need to go that route now this is another company that i actually came up with uh, that i found when we were at zcon uh this is through s30 world um they actually sell your more traditional tanks that's the Um, one i remember yeah that one and this is the one that that you would probably know and recognize and quite honestly i mean they make a lot of availability for tanks i mean they downright get to every single model they all the transitions into all the damn years that but again price for the most part is about the same um you know there are some differences or cost effectiveness um you know depending on the year or availability but again and yeah and like you said no matter no matter which tank it is whether it's a traditional steel tank or this composite tank this is 
2022, let's say in general, is the first year that either of them have been available to the consumer. Uh, so, which is a huge, huge benefit for Z uh, S30 owners. Uh, but again, um, yeah. yeah, check those uh, two folks out. This is S30 World. Um, again, the other one uh, out there was the, um, oh my God, uh, was the, um, <laughs> I just forgot the name, the oh Vintage God. Tanks. Um, vintage so, tanks. Yeah. So again, um, check both those guys out if you if you're if you're seriously interested in that. But again, for for our S30 brothers out there, we figured we would just kind of throw that out there for you. But again, I just thought it was really cool products out there that I yeah. wanted to make sure people knew about. So um, I think Very that's going to cool. be my my shut up and take my money, man. I'm cool <laughs> with that. So. Cool, man. Cool. Good one. Good one. Uh, we'll have more for you guys. Uh, you know, as we go, of course, uh, these segments, we sort of. What do we? What would you say? We they kind of revolve a little once every once in a while. So we'll be sure to come back with more products for you guys yeah. in the future. Uh, let's go ahead and get into our next segment, though. Uh, this is a fun one, of course, Miles. We like to go ahead and just relax. What do I normally do? We go ahead and get to our parking lot vibe, just relaxing. This is the part of the show where we've already said that we want what we've wanted to say. And this is where everybody's gone and it's an empty parking lot, and we're just gonna talk cars. Though this is back yeah. alley chat. But before and, we get uh, back, back alley chat, yeah. um, let's go to the crowd. We got some people that wanted to jump in. Sure. Um, JLE wanted to mention um, G Tech. Um, actually, is a they got a 370Z or excuse me a Z33, Z34 uh, rear knuckle with all new kinematics. Um, so yeah, um, we, can, we can give them a little shout out. You I know what? Look we'll into that. Up. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we, look we, into it, set it up for the next one. Um, we, we have we promoted G-Tech before. They've had some good products. So, yeah, let's yeah, look into they, that one. Uh, we have before as well. But, yes, we will give a shout-out, Jay Lee. Thank you for the heads up. It's on our radar. See, that's how it happens, folks. Yes. You send us links, and boom, it's on our radar. Um, and he goes, Forrest wanted to chime in and say, uh, the problem is that the liner uh, can come loose with ethanol lining. He's 100% accurate. In ethanol city. Um, yep, yep, yep. It starts with the liner, and then it, it – finds its way into all the other goodies so we're starting to see that with uh you know for z32 people that are like me and mike uh we're that's very much becoming a big issue with us uh, for our tanks right now so uh vintage tanks if you're out there make a damn tank for us too as well while you're at ooh. it so <laughs> yep that's a good point so, yeah it's like so. it's like it's like a condition of anybody who gets older you're like man it's coming yeah, i know that it pops it, it's, pops. it, it pops yeah it's like I know it. It's coming one day, and it finally it does. And you're like, yeah, that's what happens. I guess that's just that's what it. happens, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and no one tried. Well, people try to fix it. Unlike some health terms, they just say doctors just say, oh, it just starts to happen. Stretch me. Yeah. I'm gonna stretch it. Just take a bunch of Advil each day. You're fine. This is, isn't that gonna hurt my liver, doc? You oh yeah, eventually. Back? But I mean, what do you like more? You know, you want to weigh that out? Your kidneys your, versus your back. Yeah. Does your back hurt? No. <laughs> Well, there you go. <laughs> but I pee blood now. <laughs> give and take. Give and take. Give and Life's take. a balance. Life's you'll, a balance. You'll make more. Don't worry. <laughs> you make your urine or more blood? More blood. Both. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on this, um, we're actually going to get into a little bit into back alley chat. And the, really what this is, um, this has always been something that me and Mike came up with. Because it's like every time we go to a Z event or we go to a club meeting it's just it's always like five or ten of us in a circle 
or maybe around an engine bay, and we're all just kind of talking cars. We're nerding out on cars. And this is why we call it Back Alley Chat, because it's just us talking in a dark alley or a parking lot <laughs> somewhere all night long about the dumbest of stuff. And yeah, we have the dumbest of topics and the coolest of topics, I think. One of the cool things to talk about yes. here tonight. Now, um, Mike, you came yeah. up with this because I you've did. been you've uh, you've been oogling, and we've been kind of competing yes. with uh, with purchases on eBay and on eBay for that's a long how, time. Yes, and that's how it sparked for me because in the last episode we were talking about what what do we normally look for with eBay. You know, you mentioned some uh, some clothing, vintage clothing. I was thinking about some discontinued parts. Well, somewhere after after our last episode, I I just got the bug and I went looking. I was like, "What is there that's out there that I don't know much about?" And I went into this black hole of just, and I learned a lot of things that I didn't know before. And <laughs> and it all it, it honestly it it pertained to Nissan and probably one of my second or third favorite things, which is video games in general and so this back alley chat that we want to talk about is nissan's relationship with video games and arcade games uh throughout the last 40 50 years honestly um uh, the connection that nissan has made and i'm not talking like we all know like gran turismo you know whatever it may be they've licensed the model no i'm talking where there was a prevalent um uh prevalent presence that Nissan had in specific video games. And we've got three good examples. Uh, Miles, I can say that aside from Nissan, by the way, we are arcade enthusiasts. We've gone to the local arcades uh, a, a number of times in the past, even just on a yeah, whim. Yeah, you mean anytime we're doing a road trip, it's usually going to be arcade or car museum or, or, <laughs> or a junkyard I mean, that's it. That's it. Yeah. It's if you want to be on tour with us, I mean, as a roadie with us, that's it. It's video yeah. games. It's uh, it's it's car museums, racetracks and uh, and uh, and junkyards. That's it. That's, that's yeah. all we do. That's it's really it's really it, but, man. I mean, and but, so it, but yeah. uh, getting into the video games, uh, give them a little backstory on um, on Nissan, Nissan's history in, in video games. Well, I mean, actually, uh, after doing all this research, I did find a really good article. And let's sort of preface this. I'll share my screen on this as well. Uh, there were a number of uh, times that Nissan has uh, gotten into the uh, video game world and the arcade world. Uh, actually, according to Jalopnik in their article, which was, oh, God, about uh, oh, 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 a while back. Actually, not even deep. Not even Nissan. This was during the Datsun days. Datsun was the first car maker to officially brand a video game. And so we're going to start with that. We're going to talk about uh, during this time. Now, of course, cars and video games in general go hand in hand very, very commonly these days. Now, this is talking uh, way back even in 1976. And this is back when the Datsun 280Z was just coming out. And specifically, we saw, and we've seen this many times before, there was a Zap model of the 280z it was the the yellow z with um uh accents uh, on the car which made it a zap model and one of the things that nissan did or dotson had done is that they did partner with a arcade manufacturer bally midway which they still exist and 
they uh, took a game and previously called Midnight Rider and marketed it as a Nissan game. And it was called, I've got it here, right here for you. No, that's not it here. Let's go from it. There it is. 280 Z Z 280 Z Zap. We even call it 280 Zap. You just call it the Zap. Go ahead. This looks like a like an Atari pole position game. That was the one that was I remember most as a kid. But this was specifically to market the Datsun Z. And it says here, thrilling action, matches skills against tight bends, fast straights, S curves, and for more and more for real driving excitement. You've got realistic sounds. Uh, Adjustable time control, uh, the screen. Have you ever played this game, Miles? I have. I actually almost you had have. it. Um, yeah. What's funny is I literally had my hands on it. Um, I was going to buy it, but the monitor went out on me, and some guy just I, – I owned it basically through Ghost. So I bought it. <laughs> I, I played it once. Somebody held it for me for about four months before yeah. I could find space to fit it into my house. And, um, and then uh, the guy just said, Hey, there's somebody here that really wants this. He wants to give you a hundred dollars just to buy it. Um, and he bought it. So that guy bought it underneath me and gave me a hundred bucks. So he gave me all my money back plus a hundred bucks. And I sold it at the time and keep in mind, this was 2001, 2002. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah. and I sold it. And, um, for those that never played it, it's basically, it's kind of like driving in an autocross setting. And I have to say, it's one of the most difficult, yeah, that's exactly this what is it is. Right here, yeah. That's it right there. And it's probably one of the most difficult vehicle uh, driving games that I've ever had to drive on. Cause there's nothing, there's no <laughs> markers. That's it. That's yeah. the guy. It's so archaic. Um, now I'm going to give you, I'm going to drop a little knowledge bomb on you. Do you okay. know what zap stood for and why they marketed it this time? I am, you got me. What is so Dotson Zap stood for Z accessory products. So these were all of the stickers, which is why you see the yellow zap with all the stickers on it. Yeah. All the uh, uh, the bumper brackets that those really old nerdy Dotson S30 uh, bumpers. If, if those are your thing, yeah. my apologies. Um, you know, CB radios, AC systems. Remember that? That was, <laughs> remember those remember AC systems when those that archaic popular? system that nobody uses these yeah. days <laughs> but uh zx your floor mats you know the keep trucking you know yeah. uh all that 70s stuff that at that time yeah. um, that was all available through the z accessory products uh, catalog um okay. and this was one of the i believe this is one of those marketing uh pushes yeah. with the with that as well so nissan basically gave it its um yeah. It's a blessing um, for it, it to kind of go with. This so. game remind. I, I like the fact that it has the perception of depth and speed. Uh, again, if you saw the picture before, it was the uh, accelerator pedal and the um, uh, steering wheel. And the whole goal that you have as a driver is just in staying between the lines. And if you don't. That's it. That's it. And you basically just have to like let off. It's this. It's feathering the whole time. It's got this pong-like feel to it, man. Just and, and that's the reason why it's like I, I like the game, but it didn't like it didn't move me because I, yeah. I was a, a child of the '80s. This was like this was like one of the first 
video games that really was out there. It, it really was archaic, if you will. Yeah. And it does take, like, I mean, look at it, right? And it's, it literally is like this driving that steering wheel. It's like yeah. you move it, you move it a couple degrees and it's like, and that's Very it. The power, it doesn't give you really any sound. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't give you any vocal indicators. I mean, it's, it's tough. That's it. It's like, for those that don't know, and I'm I'm speaking to a certain generation here, it was like the Atari ET game. It felt like it was a oh, bit of a, it, it was a bit of a. Um, we're gonna phone it in, and I'm not trying to say anything. <laughs> those that own the Zap game, I wish I owned it just for nostalgic sake. Nostalgic, but it did yeah. feel a little like a phone uh, at that time. It was a, it was like the ET game. It was a phone in. So, and it, for those that don't know, and you don't know what ET is, do yourself a VCR. By by ET <laughs> and watch that movie. <laughs> well, like I said earlier, this was a repurposed game. It wasn't like Nissan went to Midway and no. said, "Make me a game." They Correct. just said, "Hey, we like this game. We think we can use it as a marketing tool for RZ." It still looks. I mean, think about it. This is 1976. You got to imagine what's not around and yeah, how innovative and, and this was. Forrest chimed uh, in. He goes, "This looks like in television," and I would think that he's probably a hundred percent accurate at that time. It was yeah. in line with that type of graphics that were available at that time. I heard, and this is just yes. the the rumor that the guy who was selling me the game was. He said that originally Nissan wasn't the first choice. Originally, it was supposed to be Porsche. Um, really, that was supposed to be. Uh, yeah, they were supposed to be pushing it, but Porsche. Um, I guess they passed on it, and Dotson took interest in doing it. At that wow. time, I was doing some other research though, but I did hear that the game as a general was a success. I want to say there, you know, back yeah, in the day when arca arcade was. games had it's rankings amazing. for which which games were the most profitable, so that arcade owners knew which games to invest which in. Games to buy. There was a yeah, ranking that's how system. It, that's how they rolled. So. This was a top ten game at that time, which was very cool, man. And they uh, come up this every is, once in a while through eBay and. I mean, but parts are uber limited, and that yes. was another reason why I kind of stayed away from it, and um, and I chose a couple other different arcades, um, but um, I loved it. it. It was a, it was a, it was definitely cool, and but I mean now, I mean just to buy it, I think I was buying it for like three hundred bucks back then. Oh, it and um, you would have been yeah, able to take a daughter to college, man. You wouldn't. <laughs> well, calm down. It's not that much. I think you can buy them on eBay. They come up on eBay every once in a while. They're like a couple grand. So, yeah, um, like, like two thousand dollars. The last one I saw that it was in a, a decent condition. Now, okay. on that note, that was that was again uh, one of the first um, uh, one of the first ones uh, first video games that came out. Yes. Just so coincidentally, had Nissan involved in it. So yes, go on. So next one. Okay, so. We just spoke about 1976. We're going to fast forward uh, just over 10 years later to 1989. Uh, the Super Nintendo, sorry, ran the so NES. far away. And I <laughs> yeah. ran. Is that was was that an '89 uh, hit hit of 1989? It sounds like Ooh, it. I don't know. No. Don't don't yeah. don't. Okay. Somebody somebody look that up. Flock That's of seagulls I... ran so far away. What year? Tell me when it was. <laughs> Did you so... have the flock of seagulls hairdo? Is that what you're saying? You know what. It was the 80s, bro, and I had a skateboard, and I had the Flock Seagulls haircut, and that's just how it rolls. Nice. Rob Curtis, I'm going to call on you. Also, when he had hair, I'm sure he had the Flock Seagulls. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, well, yeah. I'll get into the next game that we went that I thought it was worth talking about. Uh, this is for the NES Nintendo, the original Nintendo. Uh, there was a game here called 
supercars, and I, I we've spoken about this one in the past just briefly, but I wanted to share some more about it. Here's my screen. Again, we're going to show some videos here of its playability. This was really cool, though, because this was all Z32. This was the still yeah, in the IMSA hardcore days. Z32. If you're a Z32 yes. fanatic and you don't have this game, you're sleeping, yep. bro. At least buy yes. it, and and you can buy Nintendo's now or to play the cartridges. What like thirty bucks? Or oh, something they like? they even have at your local flea market. Point, Don't ask yeah. me how me and Mike know, but <laughs> but dude, check it out. Well, I mean, speaking of that, and this is what I'm going to use to help kind of subscribe. Uh, uh, sorry, advertise this this game is that I do have one. I've got it in the box still. Supercars. I've got it signed by Yamasan, by the way. This is one of my most precious uh, collectibles, I guess you could say. But the summary goes that the roar of engines and high-powered machinery fills your ears as you lean back into your slick Nissan 300ZX Turbo. <laughs> it's you against the best drivers in the world in a race for money, glory, and the supreme championship. Yeah. Says, Buy extras at the garage, such as turbochargers, missiles, and retro brakes to soup up your car. Missiles. Missiles. My smell. That was a standard uh, Nismo option. That's uh, extras in the garage. You can get yeah. missiles and Every retro brakes. Every garage should have missiles. I'm just telling you uh, right weave and blast your way through the opponents and, and wind your way past oil slicks and dirt piles to reach the finish line. So you, if you think you've got the guts to handle the speed and competition of a pro race track, take a spin in the, in the fastest game in the fastest game of the century, supercars. That's what this yes. thing says in the back. Now, <laughs> can I say something? Now, yeah. for those that don't know, you're obviously watching the visual footage of this, right? Yes. Where else is it represented by Nissan? Uh, you see what I mean? Well, it's it's just... all in, it was all in the marketing, and it for those yes. that ever bought into it, they got duped. Yeah. You got duped, son. This there reminds me of. Yeah, this reminds me of like um, a combination of RC Pro-Am, which was a very fun game at the time, uh, yeah. that top view. And then it also reminds me of the early uh, Grand Theft Auto. Remember when it was just a top view? Oh, the first Grand driving Theft Auto, where, yeah. One and yeah, two, or, I think. You know, it's also, got, there's that yeah. Sprint. Remember that one? That was a good one. And yes. Then, um, and then the, the other one, they started off -road with the, the Nitro Off-Road Challenge. I think it was like Stewart yes. or something. Yeah, we played that. We, we did. Anytime that... Yeah, well, anytime that comes up, you and I have a challenge, and we always play we it, always so. play that game whenever we find it. Yes, we do. Yes, but, we do. Uh, so. Moving along. Yes. yes All right, yes, tell yes. them what's next in the lineage, because I know there's we're starting to get into my stuff that I like. Yes, 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 yes. So, the next game that we found that kind of per, uh, relayed into what Nissan was involved with video games. Actually, this is the fun one. This is the one that we actually used as the promotion for this episode. And I'll ah. share it right here. Now, you may have noticed our faces, our sweet mugs on this advertisement. This was a game, a yeah, uh, video you game. Didn't know, yeah, we kind of, um, uh, we Easter egg that a little bit for those that don't know. So yeah. um, there's obviously my face and then Mike's face uh, to the right. It sure and was, man. We were trying to get, I was trying to Photoshop <laughs> the lady at the very top with yeah. the headphone. I was yeah. trying to get, I was trying to get that to come through so I could put Ion's face there, but it yep. didn't work out. Yeah, ah, <laughs> no way, no way. Nah, yes. I would have photo I would have photoshopped him in. Maybe I still will, but I don't know. Yep. We'll go from there. But now, this, this is game... actually a special criminal investigation uh, made by Taito, the company. And um, sure this was. is actually one of my favorite games as a kid. I sunk a ridiculous amount of quarters in this game. 
Yeah, this came out in 1992, and you you have this game. This was the first. This was actually when I first time I walked into your garage, I saw this arcade game sitting on the side, and it didn't occur to me because I had no idea. But obviously, you've known about this I still for a very that long to this time. Day. Yeah, what's crazy is so as a kid, uh, this game was only available in so many places in San Antonio where I live, um, and it you know, you would find it once in a blue moon. And I went to the same place that still had this uh, arcade yeah. at the restaurant that I used to go to. It was in a play. restaurant. It wasn't it was even an arcade. a restaurant called Maggie's. It was a bar. And it was uh. next to the restroom. And it was just this. It was a sad old Star Wars um, game. Yeah. And, um, and one other, like, really sad, like, Logan's Run. Anyway... This game was sitting there, and it was the same game from, like, a decade. And I had played that. I probably sunk. What's crazy is they got me, right? So I bought the game, and I told the owner, I was like, hey, I'm not drunk right now. I want to buy that arcade game that's over there by the bathroom. And he was like, and he saw that I had the shirt on. the Z. I probably had, like, a Z shirt on at the time. And he was like, oh, we need to start getting rid of those anyway. I was like, okay. He goes, I want you to take all three of them. And I was like, Whoa. I don't need all three. I just need the one. He goes, you don't understand. Take all three. I'll pay you for taking all three. So I I, I had to buy all three. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I bought them all three for like 300 bucks. And I, That's a hell of a deal. But, I mean, But the thing is, I probably dumped $300 in quarters as a child <laughs> into that freaking game because I played it so freaking much. Anyway, um, I, imagined- I, up, I had to buy all of them. And yeah. I ended up like selling the other two because I had zero interest in them. I, I imagine this one. I imagine you at let's say in your early twenties playing this game at a bar and like some girl's trying to flirt with you, she's drunk, and you're like so focused in this game and she's like trying to come on to you and you're like, Can't talk plain, you know, talk gotta plain. gotta drive the Z, you know, or something now, like that. <laughs> now now that we're talking about the game, so again, this is one of yeah. my favorite games um to in the world to play. Um now I want to talk about the sheer sheer madness of this video game. Okay. So that people don't know. Now, this is actually the sit-down well, yeah, version, which what's it I still like? have not yeah. yet to attain. That is like a unicorn horn for uh, that SCI title video game. Anyway, okay. um, so this game, you're basically, the, the role of it, keep going, Mike. The game, the, you're basically cops, right? It's you and another guy, and one guy's driving, the other guy is... Um, um, you're both cops, and like a... he stands out of the, the sunroof, and he begins to shoot at cars as you that you're chasing down. So this particular car is it's obviously a Z32. You're chasing down that car, and you're shooting at it, and then ramming it with your Z32. That's wow. that's the game. Now you have a low gear, a high gear, and then you have a turbo boost. You get three turbo <laughs> boosts uh, per life, right? And then when you yeah. kick it on, they like swirl on the left hand side. It's super cool. Now, the crazy aspect of this is you're driving. Imagine this. You're driving on a road, and then you're shooting (laughs) at a car that you're trying to get to slow down, right? Yeah. And then a helicopter comes by every once in a while and drops down a bazooka (laughs) so you can just shoot that on the highway. Um, So the sheer madness of it um, is kind of up there. So this is actually from the NES version of that game, or the Sega and that's what I was wondering, though, man, because this game, it, the absurdity, for one, and then you're doing so much. Not only are you, as a, as a, 
person who's playing the game. You're trying to drive the car. Drive, shift from low and high gears. Shift. And then you're also shooting a gun and then catch a bazooka from time to time. Yes. Like, I thought, because the arcade game that you have, the, the console, I thought it was a two-player game. But it's not. It's a one-player game. So you're doing both of these things at the same time. Is that yep. right? Yep. You're That's doing both of them. It's kind of like nuts. it's kind of like Sega's Outrun, but with shooting yes. and turbos. It, it reminded me of Outrun, this game, and then when you mentioned the uh, parachutes with uh, the weapons and, and whatnot, it, it reminds me of uh, the old game called Spy Hunter, which was a, a game where, very similar, you you, you uh, find an opportunity to run over certain items that you would then acquire yeah. to use. Jay Lee uh, said it right, 1982. He's um, He might be right. Yeah, because what's crazy is, so a few things here is this Z came out, um, this game came out before the Z was launched, believe it or not, the Z32. So if you look at like some of the uh, artwork that's in it, it's yeah. not quite right with the with the Z32 because um, because they didn't have everything at the time. Um, so there's okay. little details like the wheels. The wheels here. Right and I see the little JDM markers. That's Japanese model. Yeah, exactly. So some yeah. of it's like right. Some of it's dead on. But there's well, these like little Easter eggs of just not quite right and it's because yeah. um the game actually apparently came out on the on the like uh on the precipice of the game or the or the the unlocking well, of, the, of the i guess it's very similar to what what dotson did with the 280 zap game is that it there was used as a marketing tool for the car so it wasn't nissan's first time a, a trying and then, uh, yeah it's a great game I, I like i said i enjoy it if you get a chance you can play it i think you can play it through sega well, um, for the common man, if you if you don't want to play with the arcade setup, so that's honestly again part of that 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 wormhole that I went through after our last episode. Yeah. I went to eBay and I was looking and I got into the whole SCI thing and I knew it was I knew the game was produced by Sega, but I didn't know whether or not it actually was. Um, sold for the sega console and honestly it wasn't it, was. it wasn't sold for the genesis what? well uh, it wasn't sold for the genesis in the u.s but it was sold in the uk uh for the sega master system which you might call the gen one version of the genesis Ooh, yeah yeah but i went ahead and took a risk and i bought one i just got it in the <laughs> mail yesterday i've got dude. it right here yeah check this out dude this thing still ha it still has the tag for when they hold it they held it on the damn uh uh, rack like the Toys R Us or wherever it You're was. You know what I mean? Yes, it has the game and the instruction manual. I went ahead and got that. And according to what the advertisement said on eBay, this is a region-free version, which means I can play it on my U.S. Sega Genesis. So I'm going to find cool. out this next week whether or not that is actually true. Fast forward and, to Mike, who hasn't uh, slept in four weeks, and he's just been playing this. <laughs> this is going to be my new favorite game, man. I'm going to spend a lot of time mastering this thing. And so the next time we it's, play this thing, I'm going to beat you. I'm telling you, well, it's not the hardest thing in the world. But if you have the difficulty yeah. cranked up all the way to the top, and you're a baller like me, I'm telling yeah. you, it's the way to go. But um, So, yeah, um, again, um, just something really cool that we thought we would share with everybody. Now, again, uh, for those that don't know, uh, Nissan continued on its efforts um, in a lot of um, the video game world. Now, for those that don't know, uh, the GT Academy, uh, when um, 
when um, good point high cutter talking about high when cutter Hi well uh, well gt academy came out with sony playstation and that yes. was a collective between them uh, between the two of them so sony playstation and nissan got together to basically um create a show if you will um at the time but what they were doing is they were trying to find the best of the best uh, when it came to drivers um, for the simulations uh, that were coming out at the time. Uh, and uh, one of our good friends, Brian Highcotter, was one of the first people. Uh, he won that that championship. And actually, it, I met him um, shortly awesome after guy. That on his yeah. tour um, when I think uh, the GT, the Nismo Performance Academy, Brian was on that tour promoting the, uh, the GTR at the time and the new 370Z. And um, uh, hell of a nice guy at that time now. He, he's a He's what I would call a good friend, um, and um, but uh, what we would call a good friend, but uh, yeah, I mean Nissan has no uh, shortage of of identifying those potential marketing avenues, and uh, so I think that'll I'm hoping that'll can kind of continue, and and with the new um, with the new uh, G, um, God. The new Gran Turismo that just came out, Nissan yeah. actually has what the they have a pretty predominant um, Z spec um, Z only GTR um, family racing, which is kind of why I wore the shirt tonight. But they have oh. a, um, a heavy um, GTR fan favorite um, with a lot of the uh, um, with that series that came out. So I'm sure Nissan is going to continue uh, making uh, making the smart moves in that world. So moving on. Very, very cool, man. Uh, but yeah, we went a little long on that one. But uh, yeah, so really that's kind of everything that we wanted to talk about. Um, let's cover events real quick. Now, um, happening actually, uh, I guess we could call it almost right now, is the uh, 17th, speak. 17th annual uh, Z Nationals. Mike, you want to talk a little bit about that? I sure do. Let's talk about it here. 17th annual Z Nationals happening in the Atlanta, Georgia area. This is being hosted by Z1 Motorsports. Uh, again, our buddies Ion and Rob, the ones we we mentioned earlier that were bombing, uh, what would you say, bombarding our phones. They're actually preparing for the event, which starts tomorrow morning at the track day. Z Nationals is a two-day event. Uh, begins tomorrow at the Atlanta Motorsports Park, uh, north of Atlanta. Went ahead and got the ad on this one as well. Uh, second day will be on Saturday at Z1 headquarters. That is just uh, west of Atlanta. And that's going to have a amazing uh, good time. Uh, you've got a car show. You've got uh, vendors, sponsors on hand that you can speak with in person. You've got a amazing uh, giveaway uh, uh, raffle uh, item door prizes, you could say. Uh, over $30,000 in product that they will be uh, giving away th through the uh, uh, door prize uh, uh, system, I guess you could say. The new 600Z, as they called it, uh, amazing new Z card will be on display. They're actually giving away track. Uh, you can sit as a passenger on this car on the track day tomorrow. Uh, so if... For those of you that are in the area and lucky enough to go out to the track day, again, as a spectator, it is free to go. The same thing goes for the uh, car show at the headquarters. It's only to participate that it really begins to cost you money. So if you're in the area and you've got some time off, check this thing out. Have some fun. 
uh, there's going to be this again the 17th annual it, it's no small event at this point it is going to be packed it's going to be a great great time uh, in fact uh, z1 has a um an artist uh, musician group playing uh in uh, near their uh, headquarters that saturday night uh, in in the same town that they're that they're uh, based out of, so they've got a lot of good things being planned. You really don't want to miss it if you have the opportunity to go check it out. Uh, Znationals.com. You can get more information on this thing. Uh, Very good. Some really good time. So yes. Yeah, we're uh, we're not going to go too much into uh, events, quite honestly, because a lot of the events right now are are kind of winding winding through. Pumpkin spice. Um, oh yeah. Our uh, Branson uh, pumpkin spice latte had just finished up here. <laughs> Um, as of late, again, kudos to those guys for doing Branson's Z-Fest two times a year. Um, wish we would have made it. Um, it's on our list. We'll try to make it. Um, we'll continue to keep you updated with uh, new events that kind of come through. I did want to give uh, one shout out, though, um, oh. to a good friend of ours um, that uh, just had a birthday. Um, oh. And um, I wanted to do a, just give a shout out. Uh, Mike, go ahead and give me that steering wheel. Oh, no. This is uh, to our good buddy, uh, Chris Carl, um, who is the executive director for the ZCCA. Um, Again, a very hardworking gentleman. Um, Obviously, you know, on his free time, he does whatever he feels he needs to to relax. But again, um, I just wanted to give a a big shout out to uh, Chris for everything he does (laughs) for the community. Um, You know, we couldn't do um, we couldn't do a lot uh, without him. Um, and again, I just wanted to give him a, a solid shout out. And Miles with the face up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> D- definitely want to give him a shout out. He does a lot. He does uh, very much, uh, you know, a lot for the community for sure. I'm sure uh, he's going to. buddy. I hope you enjoy <laughs> it. Happy birthday that, to him. This was so. Miles, not me. So you go ahead and per- persecute him. <laughs> Happy 70th birthday, man. Uh, <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> oh, so brutal. Yeah, so brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I honestly, man, I'm gonna say that's a that's a wrap. We're coming on the two hour time period, and uh, I'm cool with uh, not talking to you anymore. Right, and, it's been uh, we've hit our mark. We fit our mark. Yeah, uh, we uh, <laughs> we we can't. Two hours seems to be a sweet spot for us, whether that's fortunate or unfortunate. But it's very, very yeah. good, man. We we like get, we definitely get everything book, we want to say. Bad show. This has been a good show. Decent movie. Yeah. So I've I've enjoyed this. <laughs> but again, yeah. uh, a shout out to JLE who said, um, "I ran so far away by Flock of Seagulls was 1983." And 1983, he's, uh, 100% accurate. So he also uh, says that you him. need another beer. Are you out? Uh, let me see here. Daddy's getting low, so <laughs> I'll be all right. Uh, for a man surviving the Ebola uh, virus, I'm. You're doing all right, so, you think? I'm on my two beers. I'm good. So okay. Um, but yeah, again, I uh, just want to give a shout out to everybody on us. A reminder to like, share, subscribe. Um, if again, if you have events, weird history, or if you just have a good uh, human peace story, human interest peace story, uh, let us know. Or if you have somebody out there who's a small business owner in the Nissan or Dotson infinity community, and you want to give them a shout out and, uh, and, and tell us about their business. That's what we're here for. Um, we, we uh, definitely can provide that to them. Um, again, uh, just contact us. You can contact us through social media uh, or send us an email at uh, info at Nissan nerd.com. Yes. But, yes uh, we are available. Then, 
I'm sorry. Yes, uh, we've actually done. I think personally, over the last few weeks, we've done a lot better with our Instagram in terms of uh, doing some promotions, uh, responding yeah, to we, messages. We're fighting tooth and nail on the Instagram. We love I Facebook. Good, we're old people, yeah. but uh, we are starting to update the uh, the Instagram, and it's crazy. It's like it's growing exponentially so quickly. But we'll continue to try to update our uh, IG page. And uh, we'll keep you guys updated as we uh, move forward from here. But again, um, shout out to everybody. Um, again, you ha- you subscribing, sharing um, our podcast is only tell your friends. Yes, yes, yes. Tell yes. your friends. So again, um, a thank you to everybody for uh, joining us tonight. Yes. Um, we know it's a, a long endeavor to be on with us, but again, uh, kudos to everybody for being on with us tonight. All the comments. Um, a big shout out to Rob Ion. And uh, the rest of the boys that are getting sloshed at the uh, the pre uh, <laughs> the pre Nats the pre uh, Brian Settle yeah. Brian Settle out there uh, don't yeah. get too drunk um, have fun guys yeah because you got Be- long hair and you look too pretty you've got <laughs> he's that those uh that Friday morning uh, drivers uh, meeting oh, is meeting? Be pretty rough. Oh, so Every good. morning before a track day, it's that early morning meeting. They're going to be in there with uh, sunglasses and just yeah, trying to don't be that keep, guy. Keep it together, right? Don't yeah. be, you guys be safe out there. I hope all you guys have a good, safe weekend. Hope you all get home safe. And um, and again, for those that uh, have an opportunity, make it out to Z Nats if it's in your neck of the woods. Um, other than that, I want to say again, thank you to everybody. Um, that's it. I'm signing off. Um, until then, get yes. in your garage. Uh, do something cool. Let's go for it, man. Uh, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and close this one out, Miles. Uh, I've got a little bit left. I think I know you might as well. Let's pull a con by again for you guys with us. Uh, join it if you got it. Let's say cheers. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, let's let's finish this up here. <laughs> Swear to God. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I, you know, I forgot to say two things. One was, uh, Brad, if you finished your lunch, I hope it was good. Uh, his lunch break <laughs> in Australia. Let's go ahead and say hi to him. Oh, right? yeah. I forgot Brad. Uh, Poor guy. He's, I'm sure if he took a two hour lunch break, he'd be fired by now. <laughs> but I'm sure the first half of your lunch was great. Man. Yeah. So. The other thing is, I don't know about you, Miles. I forgot to mention earlier. Um, after we wrap up here, man, I am packing a bag and, in less than 12 hours from now, I'm driving to Austin. Formula One U.S. Grand Prix is happening this weekend. And guess who's got a seat? And who guess who's got two thumbs? This guy. Aww. I'm going to F1, baby. I'll be in a garage check that out. working on cars. So that's just how I roll. Oh, so. that's, that's good. That is good. What, you working on anything in particular? Well, uh, yeah, I'm working on somebody else's E32. But I bought another. I got a slick top. Another one. Oh, God, you have a problem. Buying cars. I don't know. I got a problem. Just when I thought you couldn't get any lower, you turn around and do this. And totally redeem yourself. Totally redeem yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) God. All right, let's go and wrap this up, man. Guys, for the real guests, we are getting out of here for real this time. We will see you again soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.